pretty fucking fancy <laughs> hey i like how you're lighting the world on fire when everything starts because that's how it feels like every time right uh, that's, you know that's yeah. a ode to the hot seat you know yeah yeah hey that thing's gonna be on fire tonight i'm telling you that right now fire yeah it's gonna be good I, you never cease to amaze me brother every yeah, week yeah. You, you, you throw it on me man and make me realize why you are the man who does what you do the best you do it how you does, and can't nobody tell you otherwise. My man. Something like what's, that. What's going on, fellas? Good. Living hey, uh, Scott, I just Yo. got a question. I just got to know. We're going to get into it a lot later, but I got to make sure you're okay. It's been a little bit of rough sailing on Saturdays for you, and I uh, yeah. just got to make sure we're doing all right. Good, man. Uh, my pneumonia is about 80% gone, man, so I'm breathing okay. Uh I wore my hat today. This hat right here that I'm wearing is tribute to my late cousin, Stanley, man, who was tragically killed in a car accident uh, this last week. So Sorry, it sucks, weird. man. So, you know, just a message to people out there is you never know when the when it's going to be your last conversation or the last time that you uh, talk to somebody. You know, we always just think that we're promised tomorrow and that we're going to get up and tomorrow's going to be there. But is it, that's just not the way life is, man. So, you know, rest in peace, Cuzzo. I love you. Wearing this today in tribute to you. Mo beat me up as my man. He was uh, doing a lot of things in music and just had one of those upcomings that was that was different, man. But he's figuring it out. And it just seems like when you start figuring things out and on your way to doing something great, you're out of here. So 
yeah, my heart's heavy, man, for that. Um, I just want to send love to the family and everybody who, who was feeling pain through that time. But, uh, yeah, you're going to be missed, bro. So, yeah, that's what we've been dealing with this week. But it's good to see y'all, man. You guys make me yeah. feel good, man. Seeing you guys brings me life, man. You can't come yeah, here. Yeah, as soon as I saw that on your you Facebook, didn't... I remember hitting you up. <laughs> yeah, right. He was you like, can't... really sad, but hey. You can't, you you can't come here with some sad-ass shit you know, and make me... Hey, you know what, man? This is the thing. He he wouldn't want me to. No, I got you, brother. Hey, smoke, you know, life is too short, man. We lost a, a, one of our at, at my current job. One of our technicians um, was killed in a motorcycle wreck over the weekend. So wow. now I got to replace that motherfucker, bro. Shit. <laughs> he took yeah. it a trite. Yeah, to bro, go. took a damn a trite. It ain't like the Navy where I get, I get like, you know, you get a free pass for somebody. Not, no, now I got to yeah. fill it. Hey, now I got to fill another position, bro. Let's, let's be honest though. Hey. In this current job, attrition don't matter. They don't give a shit. It's almost hey, encouraged. Shout out to my boy, Seti Adams, bro. Seti hey. look at this. That's a cool cat right there. Look Seti at Atkins. him, man. That's my boy right there. He, he's uh he's one of them uh the Masonic uh occultists like myself and Scott. So shout out to my boy Seth. Oh, yeah. Now we're now we're getting somewhere. Stuff's starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100 percent I I got man, me and Scott probably could tell some stories about Seth, bro, but he'd be in trouble. His ass <laughs> Hey, hey, he, hey the feds be kicking the door in yeah, right now. Are, names are reserved to protect the innocent. I will not do such thing. <laughs> will, we're just gonna have to bring Seth on the show, man. We're not. I'm not gonna do such thing. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna put him out there <laughs> yeah. like that. Nah, that's my man. He's he's, this, he's from he's from the real Chicago. You know you can't talk too much shit. He might show up and fuck somebody up. Like yeah. that shit. My I watched him try to fucking beat up a fucking master chief in a fucking cheese mess one time. Like I mean, this motherfucker ain't no joke. Like. <laughs> Says my name. Don't hey, says one of them <laughs> light skin. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't mess with them light skin. He wanted them high, them high, them high yellow brothers. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Bright skin motherfucker. Yes, sir. How's your week been, man? It's been good. I mean, good. Just working. It's, it's good. Been, uh, like it's good. good. Yeah. You know, like, it's just good. It's, I, good. it's all right. I'm doing okay. I, I will tell you this, Ty. When I next time I see you, bro. I, I called Scott this weekend. This weekend was like, hey, bro, I'm out the edible game, bro. I can't do it. My body can't take it. <laughs> yeah, I told you to leave that stuff alone, man. <laughs> you forgot your name again? See? He just had another edible. <laughs> see? Just now. You see that? It's, That's it, what happened. It creeped into his Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, it did. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh. He's back. He's kind of back. There he is. Oh. He's back. About to get mad, Al. No, I was, I was, I was don't good. Be, I don't be I, breaking I got, shit. Bro, you know it's funny. Nothing can be funnier than than the last time there was issues, and and for nobody that knows, like you can see stuff in the background, and you can see Al about to throw everything in that room out the wind. Like stuff was hitting the ground. It was comical just watching you run around and breaking up because it almost felt like I was flipping one of those cartoon books where you see the image go across, and hey, and bro. you were. Everything was a different movement. That was funny. If my shit drags a little bit today, I'm going into the fucking bedroom, kicking my kids off the fucking internet, kicking my fucking wife. Like, y'all motherfuckers read a book. <laughs> Grab a magazine, get some coloring pencils out, draw some pictures, get off the damn internet. Y'all hogging up all my shit, all my Wi-Fi. Go, go well, read a book. Go, come into go, the kitchen, all the Wi-Fi is gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> damn. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Today is a uh, today's going to be a fun one, for sure. And I think that uh, unlike other ones, 
I think that uh, we should take a look a couple minutes to uh, kind of talk these guys up before they come on, just because uh, I know for, for, for a few of us, uh, we've known them for a long time. One of these guys in particular, I think we did the same amount of time in the military, and uh, we both met when we were just like shitting in diapers, right? Like E5, O3, like just in the beginning of recruiting, grinding it through, and then I know Al, one of the other guys you were with over there teaching people how to recruit. And so I would um, don't give him that much credit. He didn't teach nobody. I don't know. Shit. He looked, <laughs> he, looked, he, just he looked kind of good in them photos though. Man. Oh, he's a sexy beast, bro. He was, I mean, he was I, sitting in the photos like this. He was that guy. They said, Hey, we need a recruiting photo. Get him. And he was like, yep, I'm there. I'm going tall, right sexy. Man, <laughs> let me grab my fan real quick. Hold on. I'm going to pull myself down. It's hot as it's hot as a witch's tent in Texas in here. I got to switch it, man. I got this hoodie on. Rat, I'm about to die. In the wool yeah. I'm going to pull myself. Ty, pull me. <laughs> hey, he's in there sweating and shit. Yeah. That big, yeah. that big ass mansion. You ain't got fucking AC in the West. Nah, man. bro. You know, he's in the dungeon doing that podcast. Yeah. He's in the, yeah. He's in the green room. Yeah. But no, no, like, getting back to like what you were saying. Yeah. So it's funny. When you talk about like uh, you and Christian like starting off, the shitty part is that motherfucker retired and makes more than all of us. That's some bullshit. You know what I mean? I mean, we did all the work. All of us the we whole did way all through. The work, did all the work and he makes all the money. What kind of bullshit is this? I don't know. No, but you know these guys are legitimate, just beasts, um, in their own right and what they did. Um, especially when you talk about and, and we're just two people on the podcast who happen to know these gentlemen. But when you yeah. really get down to brass tacks, there's a million people out there that probably owe a lot of their success and career to these two gentlemen. I mean, these guys were, I was blessed to have, I've had some fucktard skippers and throughout my career. And, you know, I really have like, and I, I you know, know they were saying the same shit about you and, when the doors were sure. closed and you weren't I'm, around. I'm sure. But <laughs> I, I mean, I was the same guy who fucking failed to fail. In fact, Stover was the XO and I want to apologize. Now I failed fucking the commanding officer on a fucking PRT. Yeah. Like, but Stover hired me. Like it was like, you're the I heard he couldn't CFL. come on today because he's working out right now. No, not him. I fired the fucking. I no, no, him. Fired. I heard he was working out today. Oh, probably, but I definitely no. He uh, <laughs> oh sharp, oh sharp, sharp ain't working out. That motherfucker probably big as a house right now. But I felt him on a PRT uh, on, on his tape and weigh-ins, <clears throat> and I had to go talk to fucking Rudy and fucking the, the XO about like what the fuck is happening. I'm like that motherfucker fat, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't help you, but no, they they they. I've been blessed to have both of these gentlemen as as. In, in charge of me right they herded me around for fucking years but it was uh it was definitely a, a, a for real an honor because i learned a lot right and and they they for for an officer like and, I, and i'm not a big fucking fan of the cake eater community right they you know it is what it is but i will tell you these gentlemen when, when it when it comes to leadership and, and and taking care of their people and just top coverage like ty had mentioned in one of the podcasts back top coverage like there was a lot of times like i probably should have been fucking uh standing in front of them in dress uniform explaining myself and I wasn't because they they trusted me they believed in me I was loyal you know I was loyal to to the team and they really took care of me I know and you know Matt goes way 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 back when it comes to Christian but I tell you what just the time that I I was with him in New Orleans and then it was with Rowdy and fucking uh in at Noru man it was it was great because it made my job as a senior chief a whole lot easier when you can walk into a, a commanding officer's office and they actually listen to what you're saying and, and aren't like I don't give a yeah. fuck when they actually yep. give a shit and they take what you say to heart and they really, you know, they find value to what you're, what their people are saying, man. It's, it's, it's a game changer when it comes to, um, you know, cause you know, we're, we're the conduit between the JOs and the fucking, the enlisted team, you know, as chief petty officers. And it makes it a whole lot easier when you have a, 
commanding officer, the head of the snake who has your back and supports you like they did. I mean, you can't, and I don't want to speak too highly of them because they both, you know, shit on me a couple of times, right? Got in my ass. And I'm going to tell a story today about being rowdy. If you never heard that term, trust me, I'm going to tell a story about being rowdy. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. How, you said being what? What was it? Rowdy. Being rowdy. Yep. Okay. I never being heard of rowdy. that. Well, oh, oh. I, I mean, a lot of it, without further ado, then, if, uh, if, if, if you enjoyed being rowdy, I mean, Matt, I didn't hear Matt. Well, that's because Rowdy's music's playing over my voice. Oh, oh is that <laughs> you mean like Rowdy, 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 Ronnie Piper? Worse. <laughs> there they I are. Could take, I could take Rowdy Piper in a fight. I couldn't. I don't know if I could take Mark. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Hey, Mark, no guns on the show. No guns on the show, Mark. We, no hey, Christian, guns. Christian, been working out after he retired. Look at him. He yeah. looks like thirty years younger. He, no shaved he, he shaved his He doesn't have to work podcast. with Al anymore. He ain't got to do shit stressful. No, no, man. Life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, so, we want to we want to first thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it's a it's a pleasure to always talk to people that we respect so much. I mean, we talked about you guys just now coming on, but there's one thing that I remember about just serving with you, Christian, through the whole time is you were one of those guys that you would walk through the room and you would say, "Hey." take care of you, take care of your family, all that's important. And there were so many times in the recruiting game where you were like, mm, yeah, they said that because there's people watching. But when you when you listened to what you did and I saw how you were and how you interacted with everybody, it was always true. And that was something that, you know, from the time I met you to the time I retired, I was fortunate and, and blessed to have you come speak at my retirement. Like it was, it's just amazing to know you and I'm glad I get to see you on here. So uh, I just welcome, man, welcome. One Thanks, thing man. he could never do is blouse his pants right. He, he never <laughs> he never got the blousing strap part down ever. Like <laughs> he just couldn't figure it out. I don't know what was going on. He blouses like he was in the army. Form. Yeah. That's why I had the the seamstress like put those things in because I was too lazy to do it. <laughs> That's oh, funny. My God. So we'll start. So I, I'll I'll save my story for a minute, but we I guess we can start with. You know, you guys kind of introduce yourselves and tell us about you know where you came from, where where you're you know where you're at, what you've done, your career, right? Just life after after the military, what you're doing now. Sure, man. Let me just start by saying this is an absolute honor and a privilege to be on this podcast with all of you. I mean, I've grown a few pounds since you last seen me because I'm living a good life, but. I see a few of you have been living the good life too. Uh, and that's okay, right? But our time in uniform been amazing and, and, the, and the stories we have and, and just the privilege to be on this podcast with all of you, honestly, is a privilege of a lifetime, especially in, you know, in light of Veterans Day coming up and our, our Marine Corps birthday coming up tomorrow. You know, this is what it's all about. This is why we do what we do. And you know, just spending time with you, honestly, is has been something I've been so excited about. And I got my partner <laughs> right here next to me on your right, my left. And we wouldn't miss this for the world because him and I are kindred spirits. And we met each other later in life and through our military history. But what we have united is our history with all of you. And, and that's what we're excited to talk about tonight you know, leadership and everything else, you know, it's just one of those things that all of us have united 
And so I would just say this, 20 plus years in the uniform and the biggest privilege and honor was serving with people like all of you. And here I am retired in uniform, getting fatter and fatter. But those <laughs> memories are like, like yesterday. And I got stories for all of you. So as soon as you tell one, okay, okay. So, so there it goes. So first let's, uh, let's do this real quick. What every one of you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So let's let's do this real quick. So Christian, if you don't mind, give everybody a brief background of yourself, like uh, where you're from, what brought you into the Navy, how you got into the Navy, and then ultimately just maybe a little bit about your career, and then um, at the same time, Rowdy, right after, if you could do that as well, we'd like everybody to get to know you. Yeah, if let you me know what you're drinking too. To talk about ourselves. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, we tried to avoid that, but. We'll <laughs> Man, how good looking is that guy next to me, by the way? Um, <laughs> all right. So, you know. I've got fanny pudding. Uh, hey, quick rundown. You know, I'm honestly uh, the son of a military brat. You know, my father served 26 years in the Air Force. So I, as a young kid, you know, grew up moving base to base, overseas and all those things. So it was always something that, you know, I aspired to and just appreciate it and wanted wanted to follow. So for me, the path was pretty clear. You know, I wanted to serve my country just like my father and his father before him. I mean, that was just something I had to do. I had the great privilege of being the very first uh, to go to college out of my family's line. And, you know, we found out about this incredible opportunity called ROTC that pays your way to school and all these things. And you know, I just I just went that path with a lot of support. So I went through ROTC and I was, you know, the most fortunate man at the point in time to get a commission. And, you know, 26 years later, I opportunity to retire. But between those 26 years was the most amazing story you could ever imagine. You know, serving with people like, you know, Matt and Al. Uh, not out, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, listen, I was, my father was a, a senior enlisted. He was a senior master sergeant in the Air Force. So an E8 e at the time. And, uh, you know, I learned so much about him and leadership from his perspective and just service. And, you know, I think that clearly, uh, the model that he served for me and, you know, what I was able to witness and see and be experienced to, I think is just not natural because I got to see things that you all get to see, but the rest of the world doesn't get to see. So when I had the opportunity to serve and be an officer, you know, I had that background and experience and I took that with me to, you know, the levels that I could. And, you know, 26 years later, the most amazing story ever is my United States Naval Service. And that's all I got to say. Where are you from? Where are you from, Christian? Uh, I'm all over. You know, thanks for saying that. You know, I lived in Italy. Here's a fun fact, by the way. Thanks for saying that. So, you know, my mother is Colombian from South America. And my father was stationed while he was in the Air Force in Colombia for nine months and met my mom and stole her away and brought her back that that still doesn't sit well with the rest of the family <laughs> but, uh, so, so he so he human trafficked her 
Yeah, yeah. Early, early. Okay. <laughs> Most people do not know that. I am half Colombian, you know, and I, I cherish that part of my my heritage and my country. And I just spent the last three weeks over there in Colombia with all my cousins. Like people look at me and they're like, that dude is not Colombian. Yeah, I am. I'm not Colombian. <laughs> um, but long story short, uh, my mom married my father, you know, and he served <clears throat> career in the Air Force and and that's kind of we moved all over the place and I spent many years in Italy England all over the place but they finally settled in Pensacola Florida when I was you know in my sixth seventh grade years and and that's kind of where I grew up and made my way to New Orleans and we have a few stories about New Orleans later oh, yeah we do but I, that, I, maybe. But I grew up in a military family and uh very proud of that beyond belief. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep mine quick and short. It's it's kind of crazy that, so I originally, I started working for Christian when I was at uh, Noru, he was the N7. So we were both 05s at the time. And then, you know, he had to be cool and make 06 and all that. <laughs> <laughs> we equals, um, but, but, you know, really quick, we became brothers. I mean, it's just like, you know, you just, it's like, it's that veteran, you know, thing where you just know, like, hey, we're connected. It's the same thing. As much as I hate to say it, like with Al and you know, and Al, you know, but that that hurts me to say it. Just you guys got to understand that. What is what is so unique out of your face? It looked painful. Coming Listen, out. what is so unique is like eight out of ten people are like. Oh, I'm so proud that I got to serve with you guys. Al was cool too. Like eight out of ten people do it. And, I don't and know. Al, it's crazy. Al. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I genuinely love Al. And but but it's kind of funny. Like uh, I'm also my father was prior enlisted. He was a Mustang uh, Navy guy. Became an officer. Uh, my mother is Guatemalan, um, so I'm a mix too. Same kind of deal. So we kind of have a lot of the similarities. Um, of just coming up, I don't know if that has anything to do with our leadership style, but but we, I, from what I've heard, we have a lot of the similarities. I might have some rowdyisms more than Christian has, but uh, I sure will try to embellish that a little bit more later, which are all lies. I just want to say that right now. Um, <laughs> but I'm a Texan, so I love the Dallas Cowboys. I know I'm hated right now. I'm sorry. I love the Texas Longhorns. You know, I mean, come on, it's it's America's team. I, I'm gonna what? kill your podcast right now. I'm sorry, but this is the reality. So, oh, cool, man, if yeah, I got a kid at A&M, I gotta rep it. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, come on, Matt. Hey, he's Dude, smart. Sorry. He went to the military school, not the one where they're running. Hey. Never mind. I don't even want to get into that right oh, now. We're not gonna. Well, actually, that. I agree with you on that one. Hey, Matty J. <laughs> Matt J. Before we get further, you know as well as I do. Any team that's winning is our hero's favorite team. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's oh, true. Right. He's got that big Georgia Bulldog in the back. You, right next, right next to my dad, Ron DeSantis. I'm, hey, I'm on the track. Yeah. I wore a Longhorn hat and a shirt, I think, while we're at Noru because you wanted a good fit rep. I think I remember that, Al. <laughs> EP, EP all the way, easy. sir. That makes yeah. complete sense, actually. He probably uh, learned all their names. He learned every position they played. He knew all the Heisman <laughs> winners and the draft picks. He's like, you know, Texas is our team. That's what we do. Texas yeah. is what we live. Georgia, that's what we do. Alabama, that's what we do. Roll Tide, baby. You know in New Orleans, he was the biggest Roll Tide fan on the planet. Roll yeah. Tide. Yeah. Well, listen to hey, look. Anyways. Right now, you know that uh, that that uh, Dusty's over there turning over. He thought was he was you were his Georgia friend, Al. 
He's not very happy right now. Uh, Dusty, I'll send you a butthole pick later, bro. We're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You ain't getting no more football picks from him. Oh, he'll get some picks from me, though. <laughs> hey, before we get into much more, I do want to say, DJ, man, what you opened up with means a lot to us. And we appreciate, you know, your transparency and your honesty. And that's the the world we live in every day. We can have fun tonight. And I can't wait to have oh, much yeah, fun you. with all, but what you had to open with. Listen, we feel you, and I just want to let you know we we th we're thinking we're with you. I appreciate you, man. I really do. That means a lot. Absolutely. So, so let's hear the story, Al. I got to hear it. Okay. So let's see how you got rowdied. I'm oh, ready, bro. It was bad. Oh, come on. <laughs> it was bad. So I deserved it. First no, of all, I did not. Hey, start off every sentence with "I deserve this" because everyone knows that's how every Al story should start. So I'm gonna start with a small one. True. So, so true. We're we're. We're doing Indoc, and he he's the, he's the commanding officer is in Indoc with a fucking coffee mug, and we're talking about being professional, and and these students better do what the fuck they're supposed to do. And every sip of coffee he makes at the end of at the bottom of his coffee mug is a, is this, and it says "fuck you," like it's a "fuck you" coffee mug, and he didn't realize he was doing it, and he's just drinking coffee and shooting the fucking whole front row of bird every time he <laughs> and it was phenomenal he left the room they're like uh, uh did anybody right. notice his cup i'm like oh i noticed i would like to say that's a complete lie but Here's i remember it. that story and i'm in tears because i walked out and 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 al the chief that i ran into is uh, our departed good friend um chief messino and i ran into her and i'm like carolyn i'm like chief I screwed up. I just did this whole thing about ethics, integrity, and being everything. And I had my black rifle coffee mug that said, fuck you. And I think it said, uh, um, uh, it was something bad. And so oh, it was I, bad. There was something the whole time. And I walked out and I told Carolyn that. And she's like, oh, hey, hey, sir. You, you know they don't listen to you. You know, there's not one person <laughs> there to listen to you. Don't worry about it. And so I was like, oh, well, Carolyn told me that. So I mean, and she was a tough chief. I was like, all right, I'm good. I go back to my office the next day. I go to the I go to the coffee mess. I get a coffee and I run in a couple of students and they're like, hey, sir, I got to tell you that that mug was awesome. Where can I get one of those? And I'm like, sitting there like oh, my God, I'm horrible. See, you I'm didn't you didn't right know now. it. You didn't know it at the time. But you immediately for everybody there was like, this is our motherfucker right here. This is gonna be awesome. If we get a if we get a, uh, an alcohol related incident, we're gonna be good to go. Second chances and everything. Because you know that's what happens in Pensacola. Yes, you know it's good, good leadership. You know, you know that's yeah. that's it. Good. I'm not afraid uh, so to be me, guys. I'm not afraid to be me. Yeah. So no, now now I'm gonna tell the story because I I I I didn't I had my I had my ass shoot a couple of times, which most of it was warranted. This one time was not. I was sitting in my office with there were students in there and other chiefs and we're in there. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It was probably fucking off. I don't remember, but here he comes down the hall, comes in my office. And when I say lights me the fuck up, I mean, like, he's like, didn't I ask you to have some kind of report? Like you were supposed to have this to me a couple of days ago. When I asked you, when I asked you for something, senior chief, I fucking expect it to be done 
exactly how and when I ask. Not late, not I'll get to it exactly how I want. He's like, if you're gonna if you want to be a fucking senior chief, you need to start acting like a senior chief. Cause right now I'm not impressed with your like just rips me a fucking rips me apart and then like storms out and then like comes back one more time, is going and I'm standing there with a guy named Wes Spindler. Me and Wes are sitting there and he leaves again. I'm like, fuck is he talking about? He's like, I got bad news, bro. He's like, you were on leave. He gave that tasker to I think somebody else. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I was like, I thought it, I, I didn't think he was like, why don't you say something? I was like, I'm not fucking stupid. Like, I'm gonna like, sir, let me I was like, maybe I fucked up. So then he's like, no, nah, I want you. So what do I do? Now nah, I turn around, I get the fucking report done as fast as I can. I send it to him, and then I don't remember if somebody told him later it wasn't me. Like I walked by his office, I don't even make eye contact, just fucking shoot. <laughs> Walk by, he's like, senior, come here. I'm like, fuck. I walk, he's like, hey, how's it going? Like everything was cool. I'm like, this motherfucker bipolar. He's like, all the students who were supposed to be here. I'm like, yes, sir, everything's good. Everything's perfect. He was like, why don't you mention to me that that wasn't your task? I was like, are you fucking serious? Like in that moment, there was no fucking way I was saying shit. But aye, aye, sir. I will fucking get it done. But it wasn't even me. I was on leave. I didn't know the fuck the task was. To West, I'm like, yeah, hey, what, hero. 24/7 hero. Apparently, yeah, yeah. apparently. that that cell phone's issued, bruh. You better yeah. have that with you at all times. I mean, he's also he's also the same guy who wanted to put it wanted to 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 and unite the team, and we were divided <laughs> by a fucking wall. And they were like, "You guys better not." And I come in like one day, there's a fucking door cut. It's all framed yeah. up. It's 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 pretty funny. Like so, we hit it, we so, hit it during inspections with lockers. We so Al shit in front of it. Al was our our CB on the on the on the crew or whatever, and that's uh, not saying much. I promise, yeah, so Matt, Matt. There was a you know I don't I'm know saying if, less. Did you do time <laughs> yeah. or not? But there's this huge divide. It was like two gangs. It was like they the wouldn't guy, let me go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so half of them were like Narla teaching the CRF. The other half yeah. were teaching, you know, and and they like were like they're like gangs about it. And I got so tired of it. I'm like, you guys keep this up. I'm going to knock down that concrete wall. And they all looked at me like, you're crazy. <laughs> and I am crazy. So I went over there and knocked the wall down and ended up on a Admiral's investigation for it. So <laughs> it was great, but yeah. Structural integrity. Down. We had to oh, do bro, something about it. We tried to do it the right way. way. We went about it the right oh, way. We did. called the, the combat. We called the fucking Corps of engineers and we tried to go about it. And they right? were just dragging their feet. He was like, that wall's coming fuck down. Oh, yeah, and it came down. And and here's the here's the funny part of that. When I went went to the investigation, I think it went through Stover, um, and it went all the way up. They came down, and the guy investigated me. It was it, not easy being his superior <laughs> officer. <laughs> and so it went, all the back, it went all the way back to the admiral, and the admiral got it. And the Jags are like, "Sir, you need to do. Uh, you need to you need to like fire him. You need to give him a letter of recommend or something else." It was something it was else. Stuff. It's something, it was going to be something to, to cover the Admiral's ass. And the Admiral said, well, we're going to do COA 4. And he's like, sir, we didn't give you COA 4. And he's like, yeah, you're going to do nothing because that's called leadership. <laughs> and they did. And he was like, he's like, he did what everyone should have been doing instead of worrying about all this other stuff. And so I was like, yeah, knock the wall so down. it did go through me. And I said, COA 1, fire hero. <laughs> <laughs> the Admiral said. And they were like. We can't fire someone with the last name Hero. Hey, He's at recruiting we, school. Oh, we rallied. Don't, don't we rallied. Hey, like I didn't think fire Hero. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right, Christian. We rallied around him. Anytime somebody was coming in, we had fucking lockers lined up with curtains and shit. You didn't even know there was a hole there. Like we just, hey, we we got it. Don't worry about that shit. 
Ain't nobody well, ever going to know. The best part of being at Noru is guys like Noru. I, I mean, uh, Al and, and Wes and Rudy. CD, I hear you. CD. I mean, we had such a great team. And, like, honestly, you know, there's there's a lot of humor at my expense, and I deserve it. But, you know, if there's people that I would call, like, for anything, these are the guys that would call to you. So, you know, yeah. I love Al, and I love the jokes. And, and as a veteran, if you're not getting made fun of, they, they, they don't, don't like you. I feel like Al really loves me a lot. Well, yeah. and I, 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 I fucking Stover got me the first time I ever met his ass. I'm in I'm in Meridian, fucking Mississippi. I don't know who he is. I haven't even checked in yet. I've come walking by him, bebopping by him. He's in uniform. I see his like it said he it said like fucking uh, Narla on it or whatever, right? New Orleans. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, hey, I'm coming there. We talked for a minute. He's like, okay, cool. You're the fucking CFL. I was like, fuck what? Like I'm the fuck already in the day one out the gate, day one out the gate. I, I failed the fucking skipper during a fucking day. All, all lies, guys. Day one, yeah, it was. Day one, skipper got uh, skipper got. I take him. Want to know the truth of that story? Let's hear it, Maddie. Yeah. I want to hear it. Let's go. That was all lies. What he just said. <laughs> so listen. We show up in Meridian, Mississippi, which is in the middle of fucking nowhere. As Scott went to school there. Nothing, Scott went no. to A school. Yes, Scott went to A school yeah. there. Uh, yeah, there's nothing there but us. Yeah, well, there's an exchange, kind of. And uh, <laughs> we're walking out of there, and it's me. I'm the XO at the time, and, and, and my skipper. And this short motherfucker midget shows up. <laughs> is that Al? Yeah. Al. Okay. Just making sure. Let's, let's just call him Al. All right. And he's like, no, my shit doesn't stink. I'm the best thing that you'll ever, ever see. And like, you know, how many times have we heard people in our positions talk about how great they are and how they can move the earth and all these things? 99% of the time, those people are all gas and, you know. Yep. And so I hear this from a 5-2, you know, 5-1. Five, 5-3 five, with my boots on. Listen, so I'm like, whatever. Like, I mean, we're just trying to get back to our room, and and he holds us up like hostages, talking about how great he is. And that's what I left that night with. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm like, man, we got to deal with this guy, and and I'm the XO, so I got to deal with him for three years. <laughs> and so, I think most of us, honestly, have run across people like that that you know, talk the talk, but can't walk the walk. So, you know, I let time pass and, you know, he joins the team and here's what I got to say without getting in too many details. He's the 1%. Mm. As much as I didn't want him to be the 1% because <laughs> he annoyed the shit out of me and he couldn't, <laughs> man, if that one person did not deliver exactly what he said, Man, it, it is him. And so that's what I respect at the end of the day, man. I, I don't want to hear bullshit. I don't mind the talk. You got to walk the walk. I hate to say this. Hero walk that fucking walk. For sure. I got, I got lucky. <laughs> but Probably that dude didn't stop talking shit for three years. <laughs> no, he didn't. Not at all. Nope. Not that's at all. When I was, when I was coming. To- He's on here. Well, when I was coming to y'all, Rudy fucked me. I, and I, I want him on it because I wanted to fucking tell him. You told me 
I was going to New Orleans. Like I had a house on Bell Chase. My household goods were in Bell Chase. <laughs> my like, I remember that. My kids were registered in school <laughs> in Bell Chase. Two weeks before I show up, he calls me. He's like, hey, uh, you know, everything. I'm like, yeah, everything's going good. I'm already settled in. Everything's good. I'm going to be, you know, he was like, yeah. what do you mean settled in? I'm like, I fucking check in in exactly two weeks. He's like, I, you he's ain't like, moved in yet. He fucking yelled. It was like, I fucking told you to be flexible. I'm like, flexible. He's like, you're not, you're not going to New Orleans. I'm like, where the fuck am I going then? He was like, Brilliant, bitch. Yeah. And then I was, and I, thought, I played, I played the game. I was like, well, well, CR, I've got a fucking UDA that says otherwise. He says, no, you don't check your email. He's like, you got a fucking UDA to Meridian. I told my wife and she was like, where the fuck is Meridian? So we showed up. I do 18, two years in Meridian. And then Rudy convinces me, like, I need you in Gulfport. So then I PCS, my wife quit school again, PCS my family again, fucking 18, 24 months later to do two more years in fucking Gulfport. Oh, Rudy got me good. I mean, got me good. Hey, hey, can I ask a question? Al, Matt, we know you guys better than anybody. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we've been together. Oh, yeah. I just, I've been listening to y'all on your podcast and, you know, what DJ and Ty have been doing is honestly inspirational you know it's a lot of fun especially when you close your mouth and they talk that's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> but listen i just want to attribute just a month immense respect for you guys and what you're doing and so we're here today not to relive all the stories but like dj ty I, i'm interested in your stories and your questions what you got to ask or what do you got to say? Yeah. Well, Ty, you go ahead and start. You go ahead and start off. I, you know, well, I, should we? I, I got the hot should seat. We pay the bills and come back? Now, to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break and let us pay the bills real quick, gentlemen, and then we'll come back. And then I do have some questions, and I really appreciate getting to, to ask them. So we'll be yes, right sir. back. Get ready to groove to the electrifying sounds of DJ Royalty, the maestro of mixing who knows how to turn any event into an unforgettable dance sensation. Royalty Entertainment is here to bring you the ultimate musical experience straight from the ones and twos in your ears and through your body to activate them dancing shoes. Get ready to sweat, party, and have a good time while your DJ needs are being blazed by none other than me, DJ Royalty. I have spent years crafting together a DJ entertainment empire that promises a customized blend of musical tracks, mixing mastery, and top quality sound, all while providing a vibrant ambiance to accommodate any of your DJ needs. Royalty Entertainment Services is your premier one-stop shop for top-tier musical entertainment and is hosted by yours truly. For more information, reservations, and booking, feel free to look around the website at GoDJRoyalty.com. I am DJ Royalty, and this has been another Royalty Entertainment production. Yeah. Got Your Six Culture is a veteran-owned t-shirt company that's making a powerful impact, one t-shirt at a time. These guys are simply badass. Whether you're a proud veteran or a family member or a patriot at heart, you're going to find the perfect tee that speaks directly to your soul. But wait. There's more. When you shop at Got Your Six Culture, you're not just supporting veterans, you're supporting American small business. 
You're also supporting the dream of veteran-owned small businesses around the world. And these guys put heart and passion into everything through designing all their T-shirts right here in the USA, ensuring you have top-notch quality in every design that you purchase. Show your appreciation for veterans and first responders today and head over to GotYourSixCulture.com and browse their amazing collection of products. And guess what? Our friends at Got Your Six have a badass treat special for our listeners. Use the code Triple Threat at checkout and get an exclusive 15% discount on your purchase. So show your support for our heroes of country and community. Shop at GotYourSixCulture.com right now. And don't forget to use the code Triple Threat at checkout for an additional 15% off. Hashtag same flag, same oath. What's going on, veteran family? Jeff with Veteran Mortgage Solutions here. And if your days of opening doors like this are done, and now you're ready to open doors like this, then come join us any Tuesday or Thursday for our free VA Home Loan Boot Camp so that you can understand the VA Home Loan benefit that you earn from your time and service. Click the link below, choose whichever date works best for you. We'll see you in there. That was legit as fuck. I'm just saying. It's the first time I've seen that. Nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to show that to y'all. That's why I asked y'all to make those videos. Just a little something nice. I did when I was making that video was, for Jeff this week. That was hey, pretty Ty, impressive. Ty, when, Ty, when you're he, bored, you he make was some an cool Ewo. shit, dude. He was an Ewo skipper. He was, he I, was, was I was trained by, by a lot of Navy army. guys. Very oh, smart. Ewo. Okay, I'm an EW guy, too. So that, that now I understand. Makes sense. That was, that, Excellent. Cool. All right. You got That's Navy awesome. blood. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, Chief, uh, Chief Scott Priest was probably my biggest Navy mentor. He, I think he ended up being a senior, but uh, Scott Priest, he was a UO in um, 07, 09. He was part of the UO school there in, in Victor Base Complex. So they had a lot of good good experience with UO, EWOs in the Navy. Yeah, absolutely. But you, hey, so I do have a question for you. And and with I, I retired at Sergeant First Class, uh, 2017. I, I deployed a bunch of times. Um, so what I was going to ask is, I spent a lot of time on staff. Most it started in 2003 when I got moved to the division rear talk to work uh, in the 101st talk. So from that, I gained a lot of experience. So I always had real good relationships as a senior NCO 
with, you know, the lieutenants, with the company grades, with the field grades. So a lot of times in the army, that's really, that's, you know, there's no fraternization. So how did you, how did you kind of, how were you so confident to where you could have those relationships with senior NCOs that it seemed like I had, because I thought I was always an anomaly. How do you build that? And then what did your superior officers think about those kind of relationships? Well, Ty, those are great questions. And and first and foremost, you got the best beard on this whole team. <laughs> Way better than that. Yeah, I just got to throw that out there. Super healthy, and I wish I could grow one. <laughs> one color. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Right. You know, a legitimate question, right? Um, and <clears throat> listen, there's no right answer. I'll just tell you that. You know, at the end of the day, it's about trust. And, and how you develop that trust with, with your subordinates and with your seniors. And, you know, all those are going to be different, not, not just across the services, but across, you know, the branches and everything we work within. So what I'll say is, you know, it's important to establish that trust and sincere trust. And that will open the doors to a relationship that is mutually, you know, beneficial from the subordinate to the senior. So I don't think it's uh, contingent upon a service or a branch or anything like that. And so, you know, your experience is gonna be different than Matt's experience, Al's experience, my experience, but the genuine leadership always shines through. And that is contingent upon senior officer leadership and senior enlisted leadership, right? You know, those have to go hand in glove. You can't have one without the other. And I think all the services are very good at doing that, to be honest with you. It just takes unique leaders, unique senior enlisted leaders, unique senior officers to recognize it and make it happen. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I'm just telling you, it happens naturally across all the services and it doesn't happen naturally across all the services yeah it, it just needs a leader and, and a senior leader to make it work and i'll jump in there and just say hey you know certain communities within each service it's easier i was an aviator and so i flew in a plane of electronic warfare ew types and so it was you know there's five officers in the plane and you know 16 to 19 enlisted but when you're doing that mission and you're stuck in the same dang tube for 13 hours, day over day, you become just as close as you would as guys in a tank. Um, maybe not as that close, but you know what I mean. Like you're you're you can become close, <laughs> but or not, you're inhaling each other's gases. I mean, and you become close, and so you have no choice but to become that connection with each other. And for aviation you know, that, that branches out. So once you're with, I see you, CD. yeah, once, once you have that connection in the aviation, those guys go back to their shops. And then when you're walking around, not in the plane and you've built that bond with at least one person in that shop, Hey, they're like, Hey, route Lieutenant Rowdy or whoever, he's a good guy. And you, you get that, that trust built in and then you get built into it. As long as you don't screw it up, you're connected and you can do it. So it doesn't work for every community, but I mean, it, it can be hard at times, especially as you go to the senior side or whatever, thing like that. But, you know, it, it's incumbent on the officer to like figure out, you know, creative ways to like try to build that trust. 
you know, do you go in the shop and, and they tell you something and then you freaking, you know, throw, you know, you destroy their career? Well, guess what? You're never going to be somebody they're going to trust. But as people start to see and you build a reputation for like, hey, that's a guy you can go to for help. And, and you know, hey, the rule says this, hey, go talk to Christian, go talk to Lieutenant Stover, go talk to whoever. Things change. And when they start seeing that, then guess what? It, the, the door is open and things get better for both sides because we're taking care of you. You're taking care of the people that you work with. So, yeah. Oh, hey, Ty, man, I, I hate to jump on that, but there's no black and white, man. It's so gray. And every relationship that you establish with someone has to be unique and genuine. Yep. Genuine is the word. <clears throat> Right. It can't be fake. It's got to be sincere and you can't treat everyone the same, whether they're the same pay grade or whatever. Like leadership takes an enormous, you know, it's hard for a reason. You got to take every situation, <clears throat> uphold a serious standard. You don't ever drop the bar, but. Not everyone's the same. You can't treat everyone the same. Yeah, but it is it is unique too in the military where you see a lot of like Ty, for instance, a lot of the guys that we've heard you talk about, they knew you as a young soldier and they saw yeah, you think, progress yeah. and grow. And they were like, Oh my God, Ty Cobb's coming in the door. We are freaking good to go. There's no question we're good. And so, like, I really am blessed because like when I caught back up with Christian when we were in New Orleans. Like there was issues and things that need to be taken care of, but that work ethic and proof on both sides of the coin is built over a career. The military is a big organization, but it's small. Like you were talking, Roddy, in the aviation community, especially like, you know who you know, right? And so it, you have to earn that respect, but then you have to keep it as well. So that's the other key, right? Just because you walked in the door they're like, okay, let's make sure we're still good. But I do think that you've brought up a lot, Ty, like people knew you younger and they saw you develop and like, we know who we got. And it was the same for me. I was going to New Orleans and I saw Christian's name was there. I was like, I'm so happy. I'm so <laughs> glad I'm going there because I always tried to go somewhere. Nobody knew me, you know? And so it just, it, it made it familiar. Right. And, and I mean, let's be real. It was back in New Orleans, like where it all started. Right. And so that was also really, really special to also see him go from being the exo to being the skipper to moving on from there and becoming a captain. Like I got to see him grow and do phenomenal things where I would, you know, venture to say that on both of their ends, just like with a lot of your, all of our guys, we've known that they probably could say the same thing. Like we saw these guys grew. We remember when they were younger and we saw it. And when you get to that level, I think when you have that good plane, both sides see the same thing and that it, it's special to see. And I know that, you know, it's just, it's, it's great to see, you know, Matt, I'll say this because you're right. It's, it's phenomenal to see it when it works. It doesn't always work. Right. Yep. And so sometimes you got to hold people accountable. Yep. And, <clears throat> and not everyone's meant to raise through the ranks. And, and you also have to be the honest broker to say, this is not, the person or, you know, what's going to move up. Right. So at the end of the day, Matt, Al hero, listen, we loved each other. We held each other accountable yep. from down the chain and up the chain. Like I would hold you and I, how many ass whippings and ass more, than I, more than I can count. 
and then yeah. at the same time, you held me accountable, right? I had to be yeah. consistent. I had to be honest, transparent. You weren't going to give me a free ride, but the three of us worked our asses off together, right? So what, what I got to yeah. say about that is not rank specific. It's, it's honor, it's respect, it's trust. And that goes both ways. Just yep. because someone happens to be in a position of authority doesn't guarantee them shit at all, right? It's, it's so listen, you guys were all stars. I'm not going to deny it, but you got your ass chewed out a few times. Well, and the, 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 the good thing, I think, honestly, like from you, even when I got it from you or from Rowdy, it didn't matter. It was never personal. Like it was, it was never personal. It was never it was because it was warranted. It was deserved. Right. I needed, I needed to be course corrected for whatever, whatever it was, whether, even if it wasn't something I personally did, if it was something I was in charge of as a leader and somebody on my team, right. Did something that fell on my shoulders. And it was, it was, it was great. Cause it was never personal. Right. I mean, it was, you know, yeah, fire we were fingers at you. No, but even if you were, it was never you, Hey, here's what you're going to do to fix it. Go fix it. And let's move the fuck on and keep, keep it moving. That's, that's kind of how we operate and made things work a whole lot better. And one thing I don't think you knew Ty, but Christian actually served, actually worked and, and served at, at SOCOM. So he had all kind of every branch was, was in Tampa when he was at SOCOM. Oh, in Tampa. So, oh, yeah. very cool. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. One, I thing I know, one thing I know about that, like what you guys are talking about is, you know, that, that, line because abuse is when you get your ass whooped and you don't deserve it but discipline is when you get that ass whooped and you know that you deserve to get your ass whooped so at some point you kind of feel a way that somebody had to get in your ass a little bit but at the same time you have to look at yourself and say you know what had i not done that or had i would have thought then i wouldn't have got my ass whooped but but abuse is when you're just getting hit over your head for stuff that you didn't have no you know you didn't have anything to do with so there's a big difference there I spent a lot of time with, you know, as an SH on the ship, I spent a lot of close time, you know, because I was in charge of money and supplies and, you know, I was in charge of cash collection and, you know, I, I deal with a lot of money. So a lot of people can get in trouble for stuff I was doing. So I had a lot of close quarters with the officers and, and you know, that people were over me, but we had real strong relationships because we trusted each other. They had to trust me that I was going to do my job and do it correct because if I messed that up, that 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 was going to be a big deal. You know what I mean? So, but on a personal level, because you spend so much time with them, you do build a relationship to understand when somebody's having difficulties at home or, you know, with family or wife or kids. And sometimes just because you're the higher person in rank doesn't mean that you have the best idea. Sometimes it could be that junior sailor or that young chief or somebody that gives you the best advice that you could have gotten. You're like, wow, this guy really got his head on, you know, got his head on straight. And you do understand from a personal level how you can communicate with that person. But I think when we come into like the fraternization talk and stuff like that, is some people use it as a way to say, you know what, if I rub elbows with, you know, the, the XO or the CO, then I'm going to be taken care of. You know what I mean? But then yep. there are those instances where it's like, hey, like you were saying about Al, that I knew this guy came in. I didn't want to give him too much benefit of doubt because I didn't want to shine his brass up too much. <laughs> but but when you really look at it, this guy was an awesome sailor. So you know that you can trust him. And that that's a that's a cool place to be in. And seeing you guys come on and being excited <clears throat> to be on here, man, it, it, it does my heart good because the gratitude that you guys give us and, and being to sit in here 
with us and have these conversations, do this thing is what this is all about. This is what I wanted for our podcast. I'm super excited that you guys came on. I know I'm quiet. I don't have a personal relationship with you guys, but I do now because I see the genuine, I see the genuine error running out of you guys, just in yeah. the passion that you speak and how you guys talk. So I'm just thankful that you came in. I know I've been quiet, but that was my two people. Yeah, yeah, but but let's be honest. Scott's not going to be quiet for much longer. Oh no, I because uh, it's almost it's yeah, almost it about that time. It's almost about that time. This. But DJ, you would have been an awesome member of our team, and you were <laughs> obviously an incredible, influential member of any team you were on. Because that's the attitude, man. It's man. I'm going to get my ass chewed. Do you think for one second I didn't get my ass chewed? Right. <laughs> yeah. Of an NRD, and three-fourths of my time was me getting my ass chewed, right? You know, yeah. part of it is just absorbing it, learning from it, and shielding it from your team, right? Yep. And that, that just happens naturally down. So, like, yeah, I had bad days when I got my ass chewed, but that wasn't the day that I was going to chew someone else's ass because I didn't want it to be that day. Mm -hmm. I absorbed it. I took it in. I was going to be smiling that day. Yep. And, you know, it's – that's leadership 101. Yeah. Hey, Christian. All levels of the organization. Scott's ass was in recruiting before I joined the Navy. That dude's got some <laughs> experience. That dude, he came in. I was like, I joined, I was in recruiting in like hey. 1998. I was like, fuck, dude. Scott, Scott put his ass in the Navy. You can thank Scott <laughs> for the reason he came through. Man, listen. So before your hot seat, I do want to say one thing real quick. I never have been able to form. So, Christian and Rowdy both and Matt and um, all y'all know now, like what, you know, what happened towards the end of my career at the right at the end of my career. Right. I should still be in the Navy right now. My, my, I was actually supposed to be until 2024. And then I decided that, you know what, I'm tired of not saying what the fuck I feel. And I'm about to give this fucking Commodore the fucking the respectful business. And I did. And it did not go in my favor. Did not end well for me. And I remember I did. I reached out to Christian and Rowdy for advice and for help, um, you know, and was like, Hey, here's what happened. You know, here's, here's how it went down. They, they, I'm pretty much going to retire in the next six months, but you know, is there any way that you could, you know, help me? And they both did, they both stepped up and, you know, Rowdy knew her, like they were pilots together. They went to school together. Christian, you know, reached out, like they both did their best to really try to, to, to fight for me. And, and really, they didn't, they didn't really have any skin in the game. They really didn't have a need to, right? Other than the fact that they served with me and I and I worked for them and we worked together and we built trust and a relationship, but they both went to bat for me. Um, Rowdy tried to get me, you know, TAD and they played the little fuck fuck games with that shit doesn't <laughs> exist all of a sudden, even though I was TAD to my current location, like, hey, whatever. But I, I've never, you know, now you're both together. I really appreciate you guys going to war for me and going to bat for me and, 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 you know, having those conversations with, you know, the, the one and two stars and the guys that that were really pushing down on me at that time in my career, you know, because I had never been in trouble my whole career. And all of a sudden at the end, I was like, you know what, Commodore, I think y'all are a bunch of fucking bean counters. And this is some bullshit. Y'all really don't give a fuck. And let me just be honest. And they were like, what? And I was, you know, when you tell a, a full bird Commodore that you have no intention of changing the way you lead and the way you operate, and the way you do business and you're, you can and you're not going to. They don't like that. And uh, it was not a, not a very good week, <laughs> but uh, I do want to thank you guys because y'all did go to bat for me. You did fight to try to help me and, and you know get me out of the, the the hole I dug myself into. Essentially, right? I don't regret it at all. I, I'd do it again tomorrow if it fucking came down to it because 
Everything happens for a reason. I'm, I'm on the, I'm, I met these guys. I'm a part of this podcast. I'm doing great things. I'm, I'm with my family now. And that's the shit that matters. But I do want to publicly say, I appreciate you guys going to war for me when you really didn't fucking have to. So I really appreciate it. Uh, Hero, I got 15 seconds and then I'm going to pass it on to Rowdy. Don't think for one second we haven't been in your shoes, my friend. <laughs> You're no different than all of us that have wanted to say, and perhaps we did say things that, you know, that cemented uh, our future. <laughs> and so you know, that's what we respect about each other. And at the end of the day, before Rowdy kicks in, it's like, man, I had to admit to myself that I had weakness and I needed help. And um, there's no shame in that game. I just promise you that, you know, as much as you may think of me supporting you, you know, wherever that fits in your mind, you supported me and I needed you and I needed help. And I got help from people like you that gave me strength. Don't hero. And I watched you and your struggles and I had the same ones. I just kept it a little closer to the vest. And, and then when I got to see, you know, the benefits that you received from reaching out, I reached out. So, man, we help each other. That's all I got to say, man. I didn't do anything for you that you didn't do for me. I yeah, appreciate it, brother. That's dope. Yeah. Hey, uh, allow me a quick second just to say, hey, I just want to thank you for this podcast. Like the way it played out and everything, you, you know, I've had a really rough year and it's not about multi-gates, rowdy, but I'm just saying, like, things just happen for a reason. And as a veteran, I think we can all appreciate that. Like, randomly, somebody is going to call you up in your, like, darkest day and just say, hey, man, buddy check. How you doing? Yeah. And it makes you kind of think, whoa, someone thought about me. So I just want to throw that out there. Like, you guys did a buddy check for me. You know, you guys all think that officers have the the perfect life and, and everything. It, it's people across the board, like, deep depression major issues after retiring, um, it, it, things are going great. This is not about Rowdy. I'm just saying like, this podcast is really important. And I, I really hope that more people watch you guys because you're freaking hysterical, even Al. I mean, <laughs> you know, but, but you know, it, it's important because, you know, depression's a real thing with us and veterans and, and talking to other people and realizing like, oh, wow, not that I was a badass or Christian was a badass, but if somebody thought that we were a badass, they're probably screwed up in themselves. But <laughs> but they thought we were badasses and like, man, we have the same issues. You might go, wow, you know, hey, you know, let me just call a buddy. And 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 all I gotta say is, hey, thanks to you guys. I needed this trip. I I flew out here to see Christian because he's like, hey man, I'm not doing this podcast without you. And so you guys got a couple old friends back together, and I get to see oh, yeah. you all. I get to see you guys. I, I meet some new friends, and that's what this is about. And you guys are doing amazing stuff. I'm your biggest fan. Christian is too. And and the only question I have for you guys is, I, I know you guys are going to make fun of the officers, but it says triple threats. <laughs> but in there, four of you guys. So yeah, I, I just is that because the army doesn't I was, count? I was a late. I was a, I was a late addition, and they didn't. We were too far along to, no, no, to no. change it. No, I'm no. Just kidding. Nope. Scott has the best explanation for this. Okay, Scott. Uh, so when people, yeah. So let, let me yeah, I'll, I'll redo it for you again. So when people say okay. triple threat, you look at it like basketball, right? 
when somebody gets the basketball, they're automatically in triple threat. They have the option to either drive, they have the option to pass, or they have the option to shoot. So when you think of it as what the real meaning is, the triple threat is with the four of us here on topics that we discuss, somebody can either shoot their shot with a topic, they can pass it to the next person, right? Or we can just go all in and be like Al and say, fuck it, and just go, you know, (laughs) right? But that's what it is. So we're a triple threat because, you know what I mean, we also have the ability to be human, military, civilian, right? So there's all kinds of threats that we have. So the triple threat isn't the number of people, it's what we are able bring to, to provide table. or bring to the table. Right. So like that can clear a little bit. That's awesome. Hey, DJ, thank you. Thank you yes, so sir. much. Hey, and the last thing is this. I want to thank you, Rowdy. I learned a lesson from you that you'll never remember it. But oh, they're not you. done yet. They're I'll tell you. Yet. I know. But oh, yeah, they, you, they ain't done yet. The most valuable <laughs> lesson I've learned in my career in the Navy and I've I carried in the civilian world is never, ever respond all to a fucking email. <laughs> Because I did it, and I took off running down the hallway and ran, to, and he didn't yell. I was like, I got bad news, sir. That email the Admiral put out, I fucking responded, but I responded yeah, all, and I don't know how to take, I don't know yeah, how to go in and take it back. And he was like, what'd you say? And I was like, well, it's- Did I good. yell at you? No, did I yell at you? You read You, you should have. Like, you were like, don't do that shit again. Oh, <laughs> don't, do that, don't do that shit again. And I was like, right. I you were like- but you didn't say anything hey, too bad. But no, he already he in his brain he was like when they call me, they were, I'm going straight like, hangover. I'm like, like, we've all done fucked up shit when we're drunk. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's like, I'm gonna, a, I'm gonna get a call. Say, that's the beauty of it. Don't like, worry listen, about it. I was like, oh shit. That could have been us. That could have been me. I thank God it was oh, Al because then he takes yeah. the heat. You know that's the beauty of honestly. Passing that one. The senior enlisted and the senior officers, man, we have yeah. so much to gain from each other and so much to learn from each other and so much to challenge each other. But we always got each other's back. We always right? got each other's back. Yes, you know, that's right. That's it, man. Gotcha six. Yeah, no, so we got to we gotta hold that thought, though. Organization that doesn't do that. Yeah, so we're about to just, just hold that thought, though. Until after this, because I don't know, man. You're about to be put in the hot seat. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, Ocean. be fire hot. Yep. Here it comes. It's and here's the, here's the deal. It's another two weeks in a row, double hot seat. Yeah, double hot seat, double hot seat. So we're gonna get I'm into it. My asshole's burning right now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's always like that, Al. Don't lie. You know it's always yeah. like that. <laughs> so we're gonna Uh-oh. get into it. <clears throat> I'm oh, give you- DJ, you got us. Oh yeah, hey, absolutely. DJ, we said nice so, things about you. Right? Oh yeah, we oh, were yeah, nice. What well, I'm not going to. These these aren't these aren't pointed to you to to personally make it hot for you, but kind of. So oh. it's going <laughs> to warm up your seats a little bit. So I just I'll just ask that you just be honest and just just answer for us. And I'm going to give it to you uh, first, Christian, and then I'm going to go Rowdy. I'm going to give you guys the same questions, and you guys can answer them how you want. All right. First, All right. We're going to get right into it. Let's do it. So. You got to get rid of one. Milly oh, no. Vanilli or village people? Village people got to go, man. Listen, when I was in high school, <laughs> blame it on the rain. Like, I could sing it today. Blame yeah. Rain. Go ahead and sing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, Did you see the documentary? You have to listen. look at the documentary. Wait, you say Milly Vanilli should stay around? 
Is it Absolutely. my answer or his answer? Use your answers first. Philly yeah. Vanilli, a thousand percent. Needs to go yeah. away or stay? No, they, they stay. They stay. No, they they no. I, hey, go ahead. It's my turn. Next Sorry. question. No, it's my turn. Yep, I go said ahead. the opposite. Millie Vanilli, that wasn't their voices. But they it doesn't cheated. take. They lied. But no, they're guys that like fake the voices. Listen, yeah, I yeah. Thought, but, but, I thought we got to answer my questions first. No, he yeah. said you. So me. yeah, you you said you said Millie Vanilli stay. So then you're yeah. saying Rowdy, what you're saying then is village people stay. I, I just by default because the other guys cheated. All right. Okay. All right. Next All right. question. Millie Vanilli get into it for the right. <laughs> All right, Christian. Becky. Hi, Becky. Who has to go? Or who's better in your view? Prince okay. or Michael Jackson? Ooh, who has to go? No. Who's better? Prince oh. or Michael? Oh, okay. That's done. I don't have to hesitate. Why do you hesitate? <sighs> okay, you Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. My man. My is, man. Is Christian. that state? No. Who's who you think is better? Prince he, he, all day long. Prince. Oh, Amazing. Man. He played every instrument. The guy was a freaking master. Man, Michael man. Jackson was trying to become someone else. And he liked little kids. How do I like this no, guy? No, Prince. For- <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Okay. In my house, in my bedroom. <laughs> there you go. So we're, we're, we're 50-50 there. All right, here we go. Hey, you're ruining our friendship right now, DJ. No, no, no this, it's just getting hot. It's, it's just getting hot. That's all. It's, it's, it's all. It can't ruin the friendship. All right, here we go. Would you rather, Christian, would you rather run downhill to kick some ass or run uphill to get some ass? Uh, I'm definitely going uphill to get some ass. Okay. I love ass. <laughs> now, what'd you say, Rowdy? I couldn't hear you. Uphill. I finally agree with the guy. Okay, so you both would rather run uphill to get some ass yeah. than run downhill to kick some ass. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's second. We're gonna okay. do that too. Gotcha. Hey, I know we're tight like Prince CD, dude. <laughs> we're going right. downhill after we get the ass up here. Okay. <laughs> LeBron James or uh, Michael Jordan, who's better? Jordan, Jordan. You just said LBJ. <laughs> Roddy, what you got? Hey, I'm old school. Jordan. Come on, Jordan. I'm 71. Thousand percent. Yeah, sorry. I'm not a king, king guy. Okay. I still got maybe two, maybe five in my vocabulary. You guys are going to miss it when he's gone, man. I'm telling you now. All right. Here we go. When it comes to women. Okay. Do you go by looks or personality? You're hesitating. Okay. I'm I'm going to be honest. Why don't you answer that? When I was younger, it was all about looks and definitely personality day, but that's not. Who I was a little bit a while ago, but today personality. Okay. Uh, I I hate to push the easy answer, but I actually agree with the old curmudgeon, even though he's younger than me. I was the same way. Looks, but now I'm all about personality. Okay, got it. Unless she's all right, we're, ha- <laughs> we're halfway through, so we're gonna heat up a little bit. Halfway, <laughs> shit. Halfway through. Here we go. You got an okay. eighteen-hour drive. Yep. You only got five CDs that you can take in your car. What are those five CDs, Christian, that you take? Oh, I mean, I got to name five. Five CDs. That's it. You can't. That's all you got. And this is what all you're right. going to be listening to. I got a Chris Stapleton CD up in there. Oh, that's a good all right. 
Yeah. I got an NWA CD up in there. I like that. Okay. I got uh George Strait CD up in there for sure. All right. Because if he wasn't George Strait, would he be George Gay? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just no. How many is that? Three? That's three. Um, man, I love Ice Cube. So anything Ice Cube related? All right. Um, I got a new guy. What's his name? <laughs> but I did start listening to a new guy. Um, last CD, Prince. It's way better uh, than Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> we'll come back to you on that fifth one. All right, Roddy, what you I'd got? Go I go with like an '80s mix. You know, just to keep it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh, a big fan of, uh, you know. Well, see, um, look, I can't let you get out. I can't let you get out of that. Oh, you, you, can't get out of, you can't get out of that. It's, it's five CDs. These are CDs you buy in the store. Yeah, you can't buy 80s mix. All right. Yeah. Uh, the Cure. I got Zach oh, Brown, by the way. That's Zach my Brown. Zach Brown's my No, that was okay. one of my Cure, the, because you guys are like, who the fuck are these guys? These guys are old. Uh, Zach Brown. Okay. I'll go with uh oh, who was I telling you earlier that I just saw in concert? Jason Isabel. Okay. Uh not helping you. Yeah, you, you're not helping at all. I need one more. Um Rubber King. Oh, all right. They're like, who the hell are those guys? Rubber yeah. King. Solid. Yeah. I'm just gonna roll my window down and just stick my head out there. You know Robert Earl King. Robert Earl King will blow your mind. You know Robert Earl King. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that one up. Fancy. Okay. I'm gonna learn how to talk like you, and I'm gonna teach you about Robert. All right. Here we go. The Christian. What is the best advice you have ever received? That's a good one. You know what? It, I mean, that's a hard question, but I'm going to yeah. say this, and it means a lot to me. It's like, it's not personal, it's professional, right? So when is I was, God, is that the Godfather? No, man. <laughs> when I was a young <laughs> officer and I was getting, you know, some leadership attributed to me, I took it personal. I did, man. I mean, I think young kids today, and, and as I discipline my kids and people, they, they take it personal. It's not mm -hmm. personal. And so for me, that growth between taking it from a personal to a professional was a leap that I took, and it wasn't easy. So I'm going to tell you that. That clearly resonates with me in my life, and I try to share that with my kids. So. Don't take it personal. This is professional, but mean it, right? Gotcha. Okay, Roddy. So, so mine hurts me to even think of this, and I'm I'm glad you asked the question because I've never even thought about answering this. I worked on the uh, Ronald Reagan, and the uh, skipper was uh, Captain Kraft. He he retired as a two or three star Admiral Kraft, and he was a he was a rough man, but he was brilliant. And the first words I got from him, he made you go up to the captain. He made him go up to the, the uh, where he drove the ship or whatever. I'm an aviator, whatever the bridge. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he made you go up there so you could feel his power and everything. He's like, and he would say this, he's like, Hey, 
<clears throat> go hard early. And I'm like, huh? And that's all he said. He's like, you're dismissed. And you left and you're like, what the hell was that? And I always thought about that. And I never really hit home until later in, you know, a command tour and everything like that and making all these mistakes. And then I, I would think back to this, this evil man that I got to know as Admiral Kratt, who's actually brilliant. He's like, go hard early. He's like, hey, if, if you're tough on them in the beginning, mm -hmm. you can always go softer, but you can't go soft early and they get hard, and they get hard on them because it doesn't work that way. And so yeah. it's actually genius. And it, it's actually something that I never learned. I never applied because I figured it out way too light. You know, like I heard it, but I didn't use it. So, but yeah, I would say like, go hard early. I, I, listen, I got to like I got to rescind my. You can't rescind. No, no yes. I got to tell you why, because, you know, what I said, I, I do mean. But there was a saying that says, um, lean towards yes. And that I like honestly that. I like that. resonates. And so yeah. what Rowdy just told me made me think about that. Like, that is my philosophy. Yeah. 90,000%. Find yes. I want to find the answer to yes. Yeah. That doesn't mean yes is always the answer. But mm lean towards yes and no. there was an admiral that was like lean towards yes and it resonated with that's me right. like nothing else yeah no that's good so that's i dope. back my my answer and that's okay it. well you kind of oh, went into this next one because lean towards yes over his <laughs> lean towards yes gotcha well because it kind of goes into the next one so i asked you what was the best uh, advice you received but what is the best advice that you think that you have given to someone Lean towards it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, listen, man, th there's not a single piece of advice that I think suits every situation. But if you have empathy, that's the word. Mm. Like that sympathy, empathy. Yeah, and that's empathize. where leadership counts. So if you genuinely have empathy for a human being, one of your sailors, one of your soldiers, one of your airmen, one of your Marines, you're going to get to the right answer. Yeah. That's it, man. Empathy, like genuine it. empathy. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll keep it simple. I completely agree. It's like there's no simple answer to anything. And if you have a definitive answer that you always use, then you're wrong. Mm. So each person's different. And, you know, if you care about your people, you figure it out. Sometimes it's hard love, sometimes it's soft love, you know. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Empathy is, is huge. I like that. All right. This one right here is going to get deep. Because we're getting to the last two questions of the hot seat. Why do we got to look at Al again? Uh. <laughs> hey, we could take him down. Yeah, here we go. See? Look at that. All thank right. you. Can... Ty, thank you. Oh, <laughs> all right, Christian, here we go. Oh, okay. If you can bring one person back that you lost <sighs> and have a conversation with them, who would lost. you bring back and what would that conversation be? That I lost. That that's passed away. That's not no longer here. I mean, I'm not even gonna think twice about this. Listen, this hits hard and it hits close to home. And it's selfish of me, but it's my love and my heart. I lost my mom this year. And there's no other person that means listen, as much as I care about everybody, oh, I yeah. really do. That's the woman that nurtured me and cared for me. And I drink I like I listen I, three times a day four times a day i think of her she comes to my dreams and 
you know, I do the sign of the cross because that's the only woman that was everything to me. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that if, if you could bring her, if you can have a moment back with her and have a last conversation of something maybe that you didn't get to say or that you wish that you said, is there anything that resonates with you that you would like to say? No, man. I think we said it. Yep. I appreciate yeah. that, man. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. Ra uh, Rowdy, same question for you, my friend. Brother, I got I to gotta imagine this is a hard question for you to ask, given that you just went through this. But, uh, and, you know, and I, I, uh, I seem to follow this sweet, this, this pattern of following Christians thing, whatever, but I lost my mom about six years ago. And, you know, it, I was supposed to get rid of her ashes six years ago and I still haven't. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that says a lot right there. Yeah. So I haven't closed, I haven't closed that, that path, but there's a million things that I wish I would have added up and regrets and things that I would have talked to her and, and things that I want to talk to her right now about. Um, but, you know, I just pray to God and, uh, you know, things, things, things will work out. Um, but yeah, man, for, for you and for everyone else, I mean, it, it, it's, it's rough. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I thank you guys for that. I still got one more question for you, but I just wanted to enlighten on that is that the reason I asked that question is not to, to be disrespectful on any, but I think that sometimes we need to talk through some of the things that we don't normally talk through. And this is a way that you can put that out in the airways and let everybody know in honor of your mothers, how much she meant, how much you love them. And we bring it, we put it out into the atmosphere for everybody to have it. So I'm thankful that you guys answered that honestly and that you guys were able to open up and, and give that out. So I did want to give you guys that. So shouts out to that. Give me some horns on that one. Uh, Ty, you know, I need that. Shouts out and goes out condolences for the loss of your mothers. That you know, that's the person who brought us in here, you know. So I I, I can only <clears throat> all right. So Christian, what is one thing that you want people to know about you while you are still here? What is one thing that you would like people to know if they want to know anything about you? What would you want the world to know about you? Man, um, man, I think that what I would like the people to know is like, I'm still ready to work, ready to fight. You know, many of the teams I've been on, you know, it's always been from the bottom up, you know, a struggle. We never like assumed a position of, you know, we're, we're, we're going to win, right? You know, it's always been like, we're from the bottom up. And so that's what I enjoy. Like, I'm ready to dig in and fight and get dirty. And I think if you talk to like any of the people that I've ever been with, like, I've never asked anybody to do anything I wasn't willing to do. And so that's what I enjoy. I like taking teams from the bottom up because I'm ready to get dirty and fight and we're gonna make it happen i mean we're my gonna win, win, win my man all right rowdy how about you sir hey uh you know you can't beat christian it's like coming behind him <laughs> yeah. i'll just say that i i once again appreciate you guys and and what you're doing and <clears throat> honestly you know <clears throat> i'll work for christian any day of the week so when he starts his company i'll, I'll be the his wingman and 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 we'll do whatever we can go on. <laughs> I'm in. 
same same with you guys so I, I appreciate you guys this is a great great avenue to like talk to veterans and, and god bless you guys all right well you guys have successfully made it out of the hot seat i know it gets a little warm in the room but you it's guys hot. did an outstanding you know, but, job but hold on real yeah. quick you want to make the seat hotter can anybody name the thing that scott blake stole from the united states navy during that hot seat anyone Ooh. Show me that rad pen that you're using right there, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You see that? <laughs> hey, I keep it, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, look. He's probably got a whole bag up in the corner. He's hey. like, I'm never going to run out of pens. We order hey. them every 30 days. <laughs> These things still working, man. I've been retired yeah. for some years. This thing look, is still writing. You were asking the questions, and I was like, that motherfucker is talking to these dudes <laughs> with a pen that we bought, like, 10 years ago in Navy oh, recruiting. Yeah. Fraud, waste, and abuse. I'm turning your ass in, bro. <laughs> I'm calling the VA right fucking now. Hey, hey, I'm guilty if I may, like DJ and Ty, man, just being associated with two people that, you know, Rowdy and I think are salts of the earth, man. You know, we've been associated with many people in our career, 20 plus years. And honestly, Matt Johnson and Al Hero, I hate to admit it. <laughs> are at the top of that list. and so the fact that you two have found your way with him i mean that means something to us yeah right yeah. leaders find yeah, leaders we... winners find winners and there's two people on this podcast no disrespect to you because i i you're in that company they're just yeah. people that we love yeah and so yeah, we appreciate so. the honor and opportunity that you even want to old <laughs> let's go hell no nah. i look i tell you what christian we tried out for this podcast it was all about dick size like we really <laughs> lined up. They had a so you know people. he's lying because he's yeah. irish but anyway well, I got, so you're, look, saying, you're saying i got a tic-tac penis no no that's me so listen that's why you're one thing i do so want to say one thing i want to say though is christian from what you just said when you look at, at ty and scott 100 percent. i met scott when i came to houston on my final tour to recruit. And then I met Ty of all places at a VFW convention. We had lunch one day. So I got to work with Scott. I got to work with Ty. And after retirement, you know, I just see them in the same arena that I see a lot of the people that I worked with. That's why we wanted to have you on. That's why we wanted Rowdy on. We want, we want to talk to people. We want to talk to everybody, but we love talking to the people that mean the most to us because oh, yeah. they've, they've helped us grow. They've helped us go through, you know, just different times. And then I, I just love to catch up with people after everything's done and kind of figure out like, what are you doing now? How are things going? And to see you guys on here today, just it, the, the way that you guys are interacting together, you guys are funny as shit, by the way. Uh, it, it just, it, it makes you feel good about moving forward. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like we could all get out and, and Rowdy, I, I, I appreciate that you said earlier that it's been tough, right? You get out, you don't have that same network of people. Yeah. You don't, you don't go down the hall anymore and ask Al hero what the fuck is going on. Right. right? And what are we going to do to fix it? And you need to go fix these people. And I got all these people that rely on me and I got to take care of all these guys and they rely on me and they want me to be the one that leads them through the fire and you get out and then you come home and you're like, shit i gotta myself through all that i don't know how to do it and so sometimes it's good to have these conversations and that's why we do this come on here you guys are welcome back anytime Anytime. you want to 
to say anything you want or do anything you want. <laughs> you just have some shit to say. Be like, hey, can I jump in next Thursday for 15 minutes? Let's go. Because that's what we want to push. Because a lot of veterans have things to say. And I think if we allowed people to have their voice and say the things they want to say, we would have less of the problems we have in the veteran community. The problem is nobody wants to hear them, right? Because, you know, six months ago, everything I did, they were like, you are the best. You're protecting your country. And now you have people going, let me tell you what you got to do to fix that. They're like, I didn't even know that was a problem. <laughs> Everybody else loved that, you know? So we just want to promote that. Like, Hey, if you got something to say, let's go and let's say it. We love talking to our friends. I appreciate you guys coming on. And I'm just happy to see you guys today. Like, honestly, it's just, oh, yeah. it's a, it's well, a good, it's a good feeling. One, you know, Rowdy flew all the way down here. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't invest time and money, right? That's what he did. Yeah. He came He's a baller. It, it made my heart happy. We're just going to have a good time talking shit about Al Harrow, three of four. <laughs> But at the same time, man, that's what's real. And that's what you get to see and witness in real life that this relationship doesn't happen naturally. It happens oh, yeah. by mutual respect. Yeah. And we respect all y'all and we appreciate y'all. And man, and you guys story, stay together, man. That's that's the thing. Seeing you guys together, man, that's that's cool. That's true friendship. Like you said, you flew down to be with your partner. That those things, those are the things that when people talk about military and what is it about the military why are you guys so connected is is those things you know you have family family is given to you you don't really have a choice in it your friends are a choice and if somebody chooses to fly to be by your side for whatever reason it is right to to have a drink to catch up to I'm you know just have a shoulder have a shoulder <laughs> to lean on man those things are super important and that's what <clears throat> that's what we have built and that's what the military brings that people don't understand that camaraderie and that togetherness is it was draws us together, man. And I love I love to see it, man. So I'm glad, Rowdy, that you're with Christian, man. That's dope, man. Well, yeah, Scott, yeah. Scott, so that's Veterans Day. You just defined Veterans Day right there. So yeah. before we but so before we jump in, Chase before we White. jump into the next topic, real quick, before we jump into the next topic, I gotta know what are you guys drinking? Because I see glasses coming up. Oh, yeah. And you know, I'm always interested in trying new things. So, what are you guys drinking? Ah, Uncle, Uncle Mirror. Look expensive. There, that does. Yeah, <laughs> that was a retirement gift right there. <laughs> Only when the good friends come out. Nice, the bottle comes nice. Out. I like it. Well, now I gotta go look for that one in the store. Yeah. On the next episode, though, ask Al Hero about the corner desk he had when I. Oh, this. No, I'm gonna uh, tell you that's, that was fucked up. That was fucked that's up. It. That's it. <laughs> no, no, it ain't what that ain't it. He no, no, no. Me, he you gotta save me. that one. He's I'm gonna save it. it. Oh, that shit hurts. That shit hurts still. I'm gonna bring it People up. People want to come back. <laughs> Why do because it's so bad. Hey, hey Chris, I was gonna be on Facebook Live doing reels on that shit tomorrow. I am. Tell you about this fucking desk. Hey, so I just want to throw this out there. So, Christian, just just for you, I know you guys can't see the comments, but we've you've got guys like Chase White in here watching you. Remember old Chase White? He's he's in here supporting you. Yeah, I know. Oh, and like by the way, you. he loves the way recruiting's going. Hey, Seth Atkins is in here. He uh, Skipper Yates, Seth Atkins in here talking shit about you the whole thing, just so you know. Hey, come on, Seth. It's my bro. Seth Adams in here talking <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> hey, DJ so, and Ty, thanks for putting up with our Navy talk. Yeah, oh, man. I'm, I'm Navy, no, too, it's so good. it's well, all good. It's, it's Scott's good. the chief, I, uh, so he's used to it. You know, in the Army going, these guys are as bad as we thought. We don't know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I appreciated a lot of the things you say. I really, um, one of the, like, the best advice I ever got really explained to me, a concept really, was the what, so what, which means, and therefore. And <laughs> and then, you know, so, oh, I didn't really, okay, so. The what, so what, which means and therefore is kind of like what Scott, Matt, and Al and I are. So Scott is kind of like the best of us all. You know, he's like, he's he can be very profound. He can be very professional. And then he can just, you know, break his foot off in your ass. And then, you know, uh, me and Al are kind of like the wild knuckle-dragging <laughs> kind of kids. And then Matt is the, he's the chief that keeps us all in line. I call him the moderator. So uh, the top down, bottom up concept of, of learning things, you said something earlier about from bottom up or top down or what you said, but Absolutely. from everybody at the top briefs, everybody below them, all the way to the point that the bottom person can go back up and brief the very top person. That's, that's how much understanding and professionalism that I had in a lot of my units. And a lot of it was based on, you know, the relationships that I had with the officers because I could get in on those planning meetings. Uh, case in point is I was out in White Sands Missile Range and we had a whole group of brand new, you know, second lieutenants, first lieutenants, very young, you know, just out of the academy, some of them. And we deployed. So because we were the only battalion on White Sands, the the officers uh, pretty much cuddled up pretty close with the senior NCOs and we created a bond to this day. We still have something called the rugged retreat for the 36th engineer brigade, bunch of officers. And they only, they only, uh, they were all like Lieutenant colonels and colonels now, but, uh, they only, uh, invite two or three of the enlisted guys because we really took care of them. So the bond that you guys have with these three men or those two men, and then Scott now, that's the same bond that I was blessed with my entire career. And, mm. and it's great to, because I've been trying to like explain this to the guys. I know they understand it now because they have it with you. Yeah. Well, man, that makes my heart like explode, you know, because the truth is like our hero is, you know, Matt Johnson. There are people that like I go to war and bleed for, you know, it's, it, it's different, man. People can't explain the same. Yeah. yeah, I can't even try to try to explain it. It's just you you're either in it or you're not. Yeah. I mean, you, you can you can make fun of each other to the point of like where everyone on the outside would think that you hate each other. But the reality is the person you're going to call <laughs> is Al Hero. Best job ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Al Hero gets in a bind. He calls me. Al Hero, I need you for this, and I know that I can trust him. Yeah, that's out of uniform, not that, in uniform. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> no, but but if yeah. you want to get technical, that was in uniform as well, because like you would go into like stuff that you guys didn't see ranking boards. You'd walk into a ranking board, and I specifically remember being in a ranking board in New Orleans where I was just the trainer. I was brand new. To, to, to sitting into the but but what the thing is brian zawadniak the cmc we had said everybody had to submit somebody for like meritorious promotion right we called it our cap and in the room i was like i'm not doing it 
And everybody was like, you have to do it. He said you have to. And Al Hero is the only guy that told everybody in that room, don't let him do that. Because if you do, he's going to win. But the reason is that me and Al, like through what we did is like, I, I had everything together. You want to know what my guy did? This is what he did. You want to know what he gave to you? This is what he gave to you. I'm going to build the case for my person. But Al would start talking shit to me in the middle of that just because he knew it would rile people up and then people would be like oh they fucking hate each other because of of the back and forth we would have but what people didn't realize is we had so much respect for each other based off how we took care of our people that we could have those conversations and we never were offended to each other not one time and and other people would take it, you know, they carried that chip on their shoulder. You know, the Navy is one of those unique places where you jump into a room and everybody's supposed to agree. But if one person doesn't get their way, sometimes they feel bad. That's not the intention, but you have to know that everything is bigger than you. And, and I think that's why me and Al connected so well and me and Scott connected so well. And to that point, me and Ty connect so well. There's never anything that we ever take personally when they tell us, hey, why don't you do this or why don't you do that or why don't you look at this? We always take it as constructive criticism. And I think that's what I like the most about working with you, Christian, is that like everything I got was warranted. There wasn't one time that I ever was told to do something or, you know, look at something and be like, man, what the fuck is he talking about? It was always like, oh, shit, I missed that one. And that's what bothered me the most is like I missed that one thing and I needed to bring it back. And so, you know, a lot of times the people that everyone in the room thinks that he, they hate each other the most are yep. actually the biggest allies and they just don't know it. Yeah. You only missed yeah. one thing. So you hated you me, had Matt. Thing? One thing you missed? Never. One day. I had a lift of shit I missed. God. <laughs> What'd you miss, Al? Everything. Like, I, I fucked up a lot. Like, He's like that's that like, Matt's like, oh, I made one mistake. I'm like, Al was still in certain. Oh, I'm third not saying one. Yeah, Matt was like, <laughs> Matt was like his senior year about to graduate. Al was still in like kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boards, flipping tables, trying to fist fight Manny Ortiz, and and everybody yeah. bigger than me. And but then throw this you table did. over, and I don't hey, know. Bitch. For I'm sure. But then we walk out of the room, and I'm like, Al, come here. Let me show you how to write this package, so that your person makes it the best, right? Like, let me help you get there because I see what you feel in your people. All you got to do is write it the right way. You got to, you got to, you got to brag about them and display them because we know Al's not good with grammar. So I helped no, him there. Um, it would have been like this motherfucker is awesome as shit. You need to promote him. So we had to take those words out. But like it was just that, you know, when you see that passion in people, it just helps you to, to just be energized and move forward. Right. And that's why I liked, you know, just working with you, Christian, because I never felt like, I couldn't come to you with something like, hey, this is fucked up, but I have to tell you. I was never afraid to tell this you anything. This is fucked up like his mouth straps. That means a lot, right? It, it, does, it means a lot, right? And uh, I just appreciate it. I appreciate you guys coming on. Like, really, it's been a pleasure. Seriously, it, it meant a lot, me personally, just to be invited. Obviously, I was here because you guys wanted Christian, and he's like, I'm not doing it for you, <laughs> but I'm okay with that. You know? Welcome to the family, brother. Huh. Hey, they don't. Nobody wants me, Rowdy. So I mean, let's be honest. Oh, we're good, bro. Hey, hey Al, that's why we're so close. Hey. He's here every week, though. Don't let him lie to you. He's here every week. They don't send me the link. They don't send I'm me gonna, the links. I I'm gotta gonna find a, it. I'm gonna do a beard just like Al. It's gonna take me about 
six months, and then I'm gonna come back on and see if I can do it. Like a yeah. raccoon. Let's go. I'm hey, ready. It's it's it's, we appreciate y'all. It's eating butthole. It's from eating butthole. <laughs> Thanks for tolerating us, but <laughs> I, I do have to say a couple things real quick. Yeah. Rowdy is off base completely, man. That is a guy that I respect. Right. Mm. It, you know, the respect goes up and down the chain of command, and it also goes, you know, left and right. There ain't no man that I've ever served with that I respect to the right. That's why he's here. He flew down here, and that's the love we have for each other, right? He, he ordered me to. I didn't want to come here. He's like, <laughs> hey, hey, three I'm words for everybody in the room. Here. Do it. That Three words happen. for everybody in the room. You ready? Three words. Christian will yeah. appreciate this. Irish-Italian parade. You ready? Irish. Nobody wants to do Mardi Gras anymore. Let's go Irish. ride the Irish-Italian parade in New Orleans. Let's do it. All right. We're in. Yeah. I'm going to be safe there. Rowdy's to go. Yeah, you'd be okay. You'd be of with me, course. bro. I'm, I'm, I'm light skinned. Right down bro. the street, bro. You'd be good. Christian owns New Orleans. Don't let him fool you. He's <laughs> no, he does. That is not a okay. lie. You, you go with him. You gonna be him and Lil I'm Wayne. I'm good to go. Him Christian and hangs out with Drew Brees in New Orleans. They go to all the bars with that the raccoon thing you got going on there. You, you know, it ain't gonna work out. The well. ladies <laughs> and the guys love it. The guys no. love it. So, so real quick though. So now we got to get to the point where you guys are welcome to stay. We'd love to have you, but we got to talk about this ass whooping that a couple of people took this week in these sports yeah. picks. Somebody's and you guys are welcome to pick winning. sports if you want. Somebody's Al winning. is a cheater, by the way. Hmm. Al waits for everybody else to pick, and then he makes then he picks. Pick. Yeah, so he's going to pick first. Shit. He's going to pick first this week. I'll pick yeah. first, maybe. So are you guys in? You want to pick some sports? Just, uh, just let you all do it. I right, love, love you guys. He's going to tell you guys if you could hang out, though, we would like to talk to you at the end. So if you want to hang out, watch this right. part. We'll be done in a couple minutes. We'd like to talk to you at the end. Is LSU in the conversation? Or Texas, yep. more importantly? We're well, LSU is not because of other reasons, right. but Texas, hang we would up. never talk no, about. No, no, no. We're talking Texas. AM is in the conversation. <laughs> no, wait, hey, uh, like down. a real football team, like <laughs> Texas Long. <laughs> Did they win last week? <laughs> Damn! Hey, look, he got. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe I cut him off. Let's see these records. I'm ready oh, to see it. Hold on, let's go through the events real quick. So, oh, upcoming true. events. This started tonight with Project Zero, last event of the year. But they do have a 9/11 golf scramble that they'll be trying to get teams for here pretty soon. Matt. Yeah. yeah. So, roofing of the purpose, Project Zero has teamed up with Mitchell Roofing. These guys, uh, so for people that don't know, Mitchell Roofing, for every single roof they do, whether they're referred or not, Mitchell Roofing donates money to ensure that veterans have the the counseling and the and, and the just the help they need whenever they need it. So these guys have, have, have teamed up in the holidays to say that they want to give a roof to a veteran that is, you know, desperately needed one. So if you know somebody in the, the Houston area, they need some help, they need a roof, they would really love you to nominate them. If you guys have a nomination, you can reach out to us through our social media channels, direct messages, let us know who you have, and we'll make sure that they get passed on. But uh, we're looking through now, through November the 30th, so that we can make one Veterans Christmas great to let them know that maybe they won't have leaks in the house anymore. They're going to be able to 
rest easy at night knowing that, that there's a roof over their head that's solid. So nominate. Article 15 comedy tour dates coming up here in Pearland. And then uh, we will be at the November 18th uh, show in Tomball. So that's Eric Knowles and the Article 15 Comedy Tour. We saw them when they did their first show here in Houston. They're hilarious. They had Scott over there uh, oh, yeah. uh, just cutting up, and he couldn't stop laughing. Everybody was looking <laughs> around at him like, what the hell? He could sing too. Your wife, your wife was like, what, what, is, what are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, they can do everything. Hey, look, we, but real quick, though, Ty, if you go back to that, if you're in the Houston area and you're watching this, you know, that's, that's really in Tomball up in the northern part of Houston, the last one that we got there. So we want to pack that VFW over at 2427. If if you haven't been to one yet, you know, they got Pearland coming up on the 10th. They've got, you know, Tomball on the 18th. We want to pack that room because uh, part of what we're trying to do with them is record the show for them. We want it to be memorable. We want to show that, you know, other VFWs in the country that these guys can come in, they can do shows, and we can help people get into these posts to, you know, build them, make some money and, and do big things. So if you're in the area, you don't have anything to do. Let's let's register for it and get in there. Absolutely. All right. So here's a uh, thing I saw come out from the VFW. So evidently there's a lot of uh, what they're calling claim sharks. There's companies that are trying to uh, get veterans to pay them a certain amount of money in, in order to get them a percentage increase on their VA disabilities. And there's some actually, uh, here's some companies, Trajector Med uh, Medical, Vet Benefits Guide, Telemedica, you know, Vet Assist, Vetcom. If you're involved with any of these companies, they are not accredited by the VA to be doing what they say they can do. Uh, right. It's, there's, don't, don't fall, um, pray to the claim sharks, talk to your local VFW service officer. If uh, you're in the Houston area, you can call me or you can uh, message me here at the show or I'll make a slide next week. I'll give you all the service officers. I'll have it to accompany this slide because uh, we'll be briefing this for some weeks here. But uh, this is real important. Use your veteran service officers. You shouldn't have to pay for a lot of these things that they're asking you to pay for. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, so this is one that we're really proud of. Got Your Six Culture has teamed up with uh, Rocco Vargas. He, you know, some people know him from the Mayans TV show, but uh, here on the podcast, us specifically know him from being a, a U.S. Army veteran. He worked on the border as a Border Patrol agent. He's written a book about his time on the border uh, defending, you know, people coming in and making sure that we're safe. Um, here in the Fulcher, Texas area, we're going to be hosting him at a book signing. I just want to let everybody know if you go into the Facebook event right now, that's on got your six culture. You can jump in there. If you send us at got your six, a direct DM, you, we can send you over a link. We're going to have 25 books that he will sign autograph and uh, be able to see him. And from what I've heard, he's going to be behind the bar all night, but mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to talk to him, meet him, ask him questions, get to know him. So if you're in the Fulcher area and you want to, to meet this guy, he really speaks a lot to what Got Your Six Culture is all about. You know, we talk about culture of uh, community and country. That's a lot of what we want. Same flag, same oath means whether you served your country or your community, 
You took an oath to defend something. And this guy right here defended our country overseas and he defended our country at the border. I mean, there's no better example of country and community than this guy. And so, I mean, if you can make it out, we'd love to see you. If you want to get a pre-ordered copy, you got a direct message, the Got Your Six Culture Facebook page, and uh, we'll make sure we get you a link over. But yeah, we're excited. Next uh, Friday. Yeah, this dude was on the, uh, the I think it's called Borstar, the special ops of the U.S. Border yeah. Patrol. Awesome yeah. dude. All right, uh, Matt got us up on Spotify, so the uh, slowly we're putting uh, more and more episodes up on Spotify, but they're still always available on YouTube. I listened to it, man. It's pretty dope. I, I actually went on Spotify and pulled us up. I was like, oh, we are. How many here. are up Listen there right now? Did, is it so just we got, me still? Yeah, we, I saw we, yours. We, we got one right now. There's three waiting to be posted this week, and then we're going to release them uh, two or three at a time so that it wouldn't drop everything. But, I mean, as always, if you guys want to see what our show is all about, all the episodes are on Facebook. Yep. They're all there. You can go back and see all of them. But, YouTube, uh, too, right? Yeah, YouTube as well. Once it hits Spotify, it's also going to uh, be linked to Apple and all the other podcasts that you can find, whether it's uh, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, all of those. So share it with people. Like, our whole goal is to let people know that there's a community out there for them, and, and we would love to talk to them. But, yeah. Right now we have Ty up there. I mean, everybody knows Ty makes yep. the ship move, right? Everybody knows that. <laughs> this train is going down the tracks because Ty choo is doing choo. his thing. And I want to tell choo you, Ty, choo. we appreciate that. We, we appreciate yep. everything you do, man. You work so hard to make us look so good. And uh, thank you. Hey, it's my pleasure. It's, it's easy to make y'all look good, though. <laughs> I mean, I know you're talking about Scott when you say no. that. Oh, I don't have I don't have anything to do with how good Scott looked. I still can't get out of my head when he was down in uh, Mexico and he came on the show like he was you know, like a you thought, Hollywood movie yeah. star. It's crazy. He yeah. is a movie star. He should yeah, be anyway. Smooth. Love you guys. All right. All right. Ready to get so into let's it? see it. No, no, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, All right. Look, this is last I week's uh, result. That first one, by the way. I wanted yeah. to pick the first one, but I didn't. Yeah. But my boys almost I, pulled it out. I got them all right. All four. Shut up. Hey, Five. Dusty. No, I don't know about Dusty. that. We'll see I what got the slide right. says, Mr. Al. No, we'll bro. We'll see what the slide my, says. It's going to say. That's, those are Just, my we'll, we'll wait. I mean, the slide will say it all. But Dusty, no, no. thank you so oh, much. Oh, look, look! Somebody looked after you. Look at that. My boy, Your battle buddies got you. Did you? My, my battle. I recognize. Hey, my, my battle. My battle. Al, how much money are you paying Dusty's family to pick your games? I'll never pay Dusty again because that yeah. dude picked all the wrong ones. Yeah, but I just said his family, not oh, you. Oh yeah, I, I hook, yeah. he hooks it up. He's texting me. <laughs> he's texting my picks in right now. Appreciate it, bro. I just want to know That's what you're fun. gonna do this week. See you. That's what I want. Hey, but wait, wait. Go back one. Just go back one. I just want to let everybody know right now that me and Scott are tied at the bottom, and I am no longer in the dungeon. That's all I'm saying. Well, I've been in the dungeon for like six weeks, dude. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Dungeon family. Ooh, Scott. I'm, I really want to be with you this week, by the way. Hmm. Al, you're first. Al, you're, you're leading. first, brother. Yeah. I'm going A&M. I'm going... Um, 
No, don't Ooh. no save your chest. Go on the other side. Go <laughs> Look, to the right, man. No, now I don't, we don't, I don't, gotta go first, no, no. right? I don't I don't want you no. to go. On, I don't want you to mess with us. This I want you to go over there to the other side. Like this way. Go no, over there. No, I'm go going all the way. I'm going Colorado. No, you're not. Ooh. No, you're not. Yeah, this is this is the this is the they're only the this will be winning. They're gonna so win this their is fifth the game, game and they're not winning anymore. That's it. They're yeah, done. Yeah. But this is the bottle game. Hey, even if they win out, Scott, you do realize I'm probably going to be still closer to the boat than all of y'all's picks. No, you're not. It yeah. don't matter. No, I get a not. bottle if they win this game. No, you don't. I yeah. said they win. Motherfucker, you can't count. I said they win five games. Yeah, and they're going to win. win. They're going to win the fifth game here. You said they would Bro, not win five games. I picked five and seven. I said they win five and lose seven. I still stand by that. They win okay, hold this on, one, hold on. and they lose the rest, bro. We'll get Washington State. We're good. Fuck no, you won't. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going A&M, Colorado. I'm going Ole Miss. What? I'm going Alabama, and I'm going FSU. <laughs> You're going Ole Miss? I think Georgia takes the L. You're going Ole Miss, Ole Miss over – mm. Ole Miss has only lost one game, bro, and Ole Miss looks scary. I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going to go A&M. Colorado, Ole Miss, Alabama, FSU. So you are a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Yeah, but this ain't, this ain't about being a fan. This is about winning. This is about Jeez. winning. It's about picking the games that you think, you know, Georgia's going to cough one up. <laughs> and I think that game's in Ole Miss. No, they're at home. Yeah, they're at home. That's why I know he but picked them. Go ahead and circle, circle those up, Ty. Okay, hey, what's the next pick, one? Man, pick. Who are you picking next? I already picked them. Alabama yeah. and who? So he said, you say Texas. FSU. So you yeah. said Texas A&M, CU, Ole Miss, Alabama, and FSU. Yep. <laughs> I got them. Okay. But the hey, Ty, you're, 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 you're next on the list, bud. Okay. Uh, uh, A&M. Oh, go my God. A- that's two in one season, by the way. Yeah. I got to go with Arizona. Sorry, Scott. Sorry. Uh, Georgia. Wow. Alabama. And FSU. Mm. I'm going to win as well. I don't like losing. So mm. I I thought that in the beginning of the year, and then we started picking, and you know, then I was like, "Fuck, I'm out." So here's what I thought too, Todd. The worst case <laughs> scenario, I'm, I'm wrong on Colorado, and I'm wrong on Georgia. And then it, you you're right all the way, and we're tied up again. So I'm okay. Do you see That's how okay. he I'm approaches his life? Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. That's okay. Who's so up? you want to go, or you want me to go? Which one do you want to do, Scott? Go ahead, Matt. You can all right. <clears throat> I'm going AM. I think okay. AM's going to handle Mississippi State. I'm taking Colorado against Arizona. I think they got that one. I also am going to take Ole Miss against Georgia just because Ole Miss is uh, starting to play better. I'm taking Alabama and I'm taking Florida State. Well, fellas, today is the day that I become a man. Uh oh. <laughs> He's going to Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> I'm going to take Texas AM. I'm taking Colorado. I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Kentucky over Alabama, and I'm taking Miami over FSU. Oh, you had to. So, is it because you went one right this week that you're becoming a man? 
Because you've been no, all left all season, know, bro. I've been left all season, and I've been seeing what's happening. And I see our hero is so, you know, he's so wishy-washy when it comes to us here. So <laughs> one thing about me <laughs> is when I'm with you, I'm with you. Let me hold my pinky like Deion Sanders. Hold on. You know what I mean? Like, Don't hold your pinky toe like him. He ain't got one. So this is the thing. <laughs> I ride with my man Neon Dion till the wheels fall off. I think there's some major adjustments that need to be made. I think they're happening. They got their butt kicked one time. Every other game has been by possession has been mistakes. I think they fixed those. So I think that uh, Texas A&M is going to win. I do think Colorado is going to win this game. I don't think that Georgia is going to lose. I think they're going to hold up. I still believe in, in Kentucky because that's that one game that people think is not going to happen. And I think Florida has a hiccup. I think Florida has a hiccup this week. And I think Miami, because Miami has to do something this year to, to stay valid, I, will, I think that they're going to chalk up a win. I'll, I'll tell you that I think Florida State got their wake-up call last week at Pitt. I was at that game. And as you watch that game, those dudes from Florida State walked into the stadium like, we've already got this shit. It's over. Mm -hmm. Like, it's done. We're going to win. There's no big deal. And we were sitting right above a whole bunch of Pitt fans, and they were happy as shit for three quarters. And then once Florida State went, oh, shit, we, like we really got to play, the play came out. So I hope that they got that message. You know, I, I, I think Florida State's going to pull it out, but – I mean, it's Florida State, Miami. You never know what's going to happen. And then right after that, you got Florida State, Florida. So you never know. You never know. That's my pick. Hey, Scott, like move to the left or the right. What's behind you there? Oh, America, huh? Defeat. Yeah. Regret. Defeat. Smell of. Smell you like. You picked against like, your team this smell week. Like what are you talking about? Smell like wet cigarette butts and defeat. <laughs> Is that We're coming not, from the man that picked against his own that. team this week? I picked against him. This is my second pick against him this year, bro. No, I know, and you lost that last one. I thought Kentucky, yeah, but Ole Miss is, is they look scary, bro. They they lost to Alabama, and it wasn't a blowout. Like, they tough. I don't know. Ole Miss is good, but, you know, they need a quarterback to be consistent. But we'll see. Mm. I'm going to finish in the cellar, but that just means I've got a good comeback on the rise next year, you know? That's all that means. I can rebound. Y'all can't. That's all I'm saying. I stay start at the top, stay at the top, bro. <laughs> man, that's a badass dude right there, man. I'll yeah, man. I'm excited to talk to him. It's gonna be a good time. So Matt, I actually finished I had nothing going on tonight. So I finished the rest of the Mayan season off. And he there's an episode, and I didn't know this. One one of the last episodes, I think it was seven or eight, he actually wrote the episode, and it's pretty phenomenal because it, it really gets into like the veteran side of it. I it's, got four left. Awesome. I got four left before we talk to him. You'll, you'll and, know that when I. You don't have to look. The one I'm. You'll see when you watch the whole episode. It really focuses yeah. on him and him as a as a as a as a vet and depression and some different things and and, and addiction. You'll know the one I'm talking about. As soon as you see, him, like, yeah, that's the one he must have wrote. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, this guy. I think he's probably one of the most personal people you'll see on social media. Uh, when you watch his reels, like, I don't know if what everybody else sees, but when I watch his reels, I'm like, damn, like this dude's a dad. Yep. He's got a family. Shit's going on. Kids are in the background. His kids are in the truck talking to him. This guy is a real guy. Yep. I just, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to him. I think it's going to be a good time. And I'm more excited to meet him face to face and uh, get him out in the community down here in uh, Fulcher, Texas and 
and let him meet the people down here to see what's going on for sure. Yep. Uh, one of my first sergeants is, um, we deployed together three or four times and, uh, he overcame a lot of things in the end of his career and in his life. So, uh, that's going to be a great story. Um, Quentin Smith, retired first Sergeant army. And then Russ Greer. Yep. So, uh, retired, uh, or a former air force was a high school baseball coach, high school teacher. And now he's an author. He's got a handful of books out, um, kind of focusing around, uh, the, uh, air force. Oh, air force. Right phone, shit, mate. That was, that was Yates and them. Uh, that was, uh, yeah. So he was my, my former baseball coach. He's a, he's an author now, great guy, all around phenomenal veteran. So I'm going to get some pictures this week. I'll get him over to you, Ty, but yeah, great guy. We've got him coming on on December 7th, which is a, a historic, historic military day. If anybody, if y'all don't know, I promise yep. to remember the 7th of December, the CB song says it all. Living infamy. And then 21 December, uh, Larry Driscoll. He is a, uh, his story is pretty awesome. Former law enforcement, started off in, the, in law enforcement. Um, he was a uh, NY, uh, NY City P, uh, police officer, worked at Rikers Island as a, as a, as a guard, then was in the military, uh, military police or, or MA for the Navy, um, and then went into recruiting, was my operations officer. So, yes, um, phenomenal guy. Can't wait to get him on. Um, and then Brandon Holcomb is a veteran, a friend of mine from Georgia. He actually, um, his story is pretty phenomenal. He was a combat medic for the Navy. Um, spent many years in the Navy and then got out of the military. Essentially, they put him out the military because he gave uh, his battle buddy a kidney. Um, he had a friend of his that was dying um, and needed a life-saving kidney transplant and uh, decided that. No, don't family... tell the whole story right yeah, now. No, got it. Yep. But yeah, he's yeah, a phenomenal. He's that up. He told me this story last night and I'm thinking to myself, like yeah, I was awesome. getting chill bumps on, like yeah. as I'm hearing it on the phone, I'm getting chill, yeah, chill bumps. Awesome guy. And then this is uh, someone that Scott and I were talking to. This is uh, Ashton Amuse. Uh, she's part of the, you know, uh, online digital content with uh, the the group with Yusha and Drew and herself and Justin. Yeah, they they um, they to me they're just one big comedy troupe. Oh, I know yeah. they each have they're all they're all solo pretty much now. But when I got out in 2017, this is these are the people I listen to. The people in that bottom left. Mm -hmm. uh, picture so I, I i can't wait to have her story on she recently retired so uh we'll have her on that'll be fun <clears throat> absolutely and i think that's all the uh upcoming guests yeah that's it all right hey al i just want to let you know that christian and rowdy i don't know what the fuck they're doing right now but it's getting crazy oh they, they were they drinking that what they do oh yeah i yeah, know yeah. what they do I just saw what they're doing on FaceTime. It's crazy. But I want to let everybody know, Christian and Roddy said thank you so much for letting them come on, talk to us. They were so happy that you guys got to know who they were, and it was just good to talk to some guys that we served with and you guys get a little know about for them because those are two guys that, um, for me anyway, one of them, and I know one for you, Al, both of them actually, they, they pretty played a pretty big call in my career in yep. – and getting me to the level that I was at. So I just, I'm happy you guys got to meet him. Glad you got to see him. And uh, for me, I'm just glad that everybody tuned in today. And uh, I hope you guys keep tuning in because this is going to get better and better. I loved hearing the guys talk, talk to you guys. Like I feel, I feel like all the guests that came on, they talk about me 
and I want to I I wanted so much for y'all to to know that feeling I was feeling and I'm it's no bullshit I know that you know that feeling now yeah because yeah that, yeah that that's the bond I had with so many people at Fort Cam it was crazy and and white sands but absolutely yeah <laughs> so does that conclude our show for this evening fellas would it be safe to say well pretty sure uh, okay well listen to my man Christian and my man Rowdy, we appreciate you coming out. It was great talking to you both. You guys are amazing. For everybody who tuned in to the Triple Threat Vet Podcast Show Live, we appreciate you. Those who are watching our reels on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube or wherever else it is that you see us and you are giving us some love, we appreciate you as well. Like I say all the time, reach out. You never know when it's going to be the last time that you talk to somebody. So make sure that you talk to them. Say what you want to say to them while they're alive because they don't hear you when they're gone, right? Love somebody. Check up on somebody. We got to lower that number. 22 or 21, 20, 19, 18, 17. One is too many. If we can have a conversation and save somebody from taking their own life from suicide, that's a plus. And that's our goal is to do that. Talk to somebody about it. There are people out there suffering. This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast. I am DJ Royalty. Up to my top right is my man, Matt J. Do you have anything that you want to say, my brother? I do want to make a shout out to my man, Eric Knowles. The Article 15 tour is uh, out and about on the VFWs. He's in the room. He's checking us out. What's going on, Eric? We thank you for uh, following us, and we can't wait to see you guys again in in uh, Tomball. And uh, just go check him out, guys, if you want to get a ticket to something extremely funny. That's the place to be. My man. Up, uh, let me see. We're going to move on down to my man, Al, the man hero. What you got for me, you my said, brother? I think you said it all, bro. Uh, check on your battles, man. Reach out to people. Make sure you're checking on your friends, checking on your family. Um, make sure you don't take don't take a let a minute pass you every, any day that you don't check on somebody or ask somebody how they're doing. That's all I got. Love you, motherfuckers. <laughs> My man, T.Y., you know you got the floor, my big dog. You you the man behind all of this magic. What you got to say to the people out there? Yes, sir. I do got something tonight. So uh, the Tomball Memorial High School, U.S. Marine Corps JROTC, is the number two ranked JROTC in the nation. So this group, Tomball Memorial High School JROTC, did our uh gala they presented the colors at our tomball vfw post 2427 gala they were professional they looked great they showed up showed out but they're the second place in the nation so big shout out to them for sure i do want to say this before i get out of here to my wife renee i love you to my seven children elijah alexis BJ, who's out there in Germantown doing his thing. They're undefeated this season. He's running it. He's over a 1,000 yards rushing this year. I'm proud of you, boy. To my man, BJ, Blake, my man, Cameron, Donovan, Austin, and Brooklyn. I love you guys. And everybody who watches us, man, I love you. If you haven't, if somebody hasn't told you they love you today, the big high tizzle for shizzle dizzle loves you. Take care of you guys. Take care of yourself. Take care of your people, share some love, look out, and we'll see you again next week. This is the Triple Threat Vet Podcast. I am DJ Realty. Peace out.